Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnie Brook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are we like Go Corp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 6 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We're the often imitated but never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, October 6, 2020. This is franchise episode number 272 all time. Your hosts tonight are yours, Charlie Kurt Price and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we will be talking... St. Louis Blues Hockey. So in, to interact with the show on social media, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. My handle is at Kurt Price. Jeff's is at JPon94. Uh, our missing in action co-host who is on assignment. His Twitter handle is uh, at Billy Blue Note. That's, of course, Bill Day. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram as well. We're dual st- live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. And for those of you watching the live show, uh, live stream right now on either of those platforms, uh, thank you for watching the live stream. And uh, feel free to comment in the live chats, and we'll address what we can during the show. If you're listening to the podcast of this show later on, yes, uh, we appreciate you too. Thank you as well. So, of course, the website is lessglobooze.com, where you can listen to or watch past episodes of the show, browse the fan discussion forum, as well as get some cool St. Louis Blues-themed T-shirts and stickers that helps support the show. Speaking of supporting the show, um, we've got a new sponsor. So uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you now by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And for a limited time, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code LGB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And you can use the code LGB. Your balls will thank you. But uh, so that's that's the uh, that's our spiel for the uh, sponsor. The intro. We'll uh, we can talk more about them later. Um, yeah, a couple... and, and for anyone who's never heard of them, great product. Again, we'll get to them a little later. If yep. you're watching the the show, you can see we've got a something up top for those of you. Just uh, it reminds you the promo code. And remember that supporting our sponsors supports us. Um, we uh, <laughs> the jerseys that we got earlier this year were supposed to uh, help fund getting some live interviews with some some blues alumni obviously covid struck and that changed our plans there but um that kind of innovation that we will have for the future as soon as we figure this out that's the kind of stuff you'll get when you support our sponsors so make sure you are going and checking out manscaped if you are at all interested in their product and but we'll I, talk about them a little later. Yeah, and I and like and and this is this is not some, you know, a lot of shows might just uh, bring on any 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 sponsor that would you know want to sponsor their their show. That's not that's not the way I would like to do things. That's not the way I'm, I know Jeff doesn't want to do things. It, it's this got to be something that we enjoy that we are that we can stand behind that we that we like. You know, it's a, a not some we're not, we're not I don't want to be on the air. You know, 
bullshitting people about the products that are sponsoring our show. It's, it's got to wanna... be a product that we'll use. Exactly. Yes. So. Yeah. And and I'll add too, and and just to clarify even more what Kurt's saying, one of us, I won't say who, our jobs, it's a big deal to have a sponsor, and uh, we have to jump through some hoops. So again, we're not just going to select anybody. We're going to select somebody we believe in. Right. Um, again, we'll talk about them later on the show. Uh, official beers of episode number 272. Jeff, what do you got? Oh, well, um, I well, I guess I'll do two, right? Since Bill's not here. Bill's on assignment. <laughs> uh, well, the one I'll be drinking later is uh, one of our favorites here on the show, the Old Arena Lager from Center Ice Brewery. Uh, but the one I'm drinking now is, uh, I mentioned this on Twitter didn't have this any year before. I don't know. This might be the first. Year. Is this this isn't the first year they've had the pumpkin spice? Is it uh, at Center Ice? I believe so. I don't think they had it last year. Okay, well then that would be why I haven't had it before. So <laughs> I've had I've got the pumpkin spice lager, which I've said on the show before. The only pumpkin beer that I really, really, and truly like from St. Louis is uh, the O'Fallon, um, and then I like the Pumpkin from Southern Tier, right? Those are the only two pumpkin beers I enjoy. Um, But this one, I tell you what, it's great. I mean, I'm I'm sorry to our friends at Center Ice Brewery, Brody and Steve and everybody over there. But um, O'Fallon is still my favorite. But this is an excellent alternative, and I love supporting Center Ice. So if you haven't had their pumpkin spice lager, it's good stuff. It's uh, definitely worth checking out. Go into their tasting room. They're open. And uh, try it over there. Uh, Jimmy Anderson in the YouTube chat says, cheers, fellas. Cheers, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> Austin Lynch says, you don't understand how long uh, I've been waiting for another live show. <laughs> I live think we can. We could probably look on the calendar and see when the last live <laughs> yeah, show was. I, I think of all people, we would know how long he's been waiting. Um, <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Um, but no, live shows are great. I mean, you're, you're, the interview shows that, that Jeff does uh, are fantastic. Um, but uh, the, the live shows are, uh, I'm sure, a lot more laid back and uh, casual for Jeff. And, uh, and say, maybe have a little more, uh, not not fun is the word, but uh, what's the word, Jeff? It's a is different it? kind of fun. Different kind it's of fun. It's a different kind of fun. Rel- I, I really fun. enjoy, right. yes, I really enjoy the, it, it lets me bring out the old media member side of me when I get the, the old players on or the the members of the blues on and and i can sit and like ask real questions and and you know get into knowing them a little better it's it's great i love that i miss that part of being in the media but why we podcast kurt is how it's the live shows uh if if i were just doing a pre-recorded show or i was interviewing people i wouldn't have nearly as much fun when i'm doing those shows as much fun as they are I in the back of my head I'm thinking, man, I can't wait till we do another live one because interacting with the fans, getting to talk to you and Bill, those are those are the most fun we have together. And I think uh, everybody remembers the Erica Weston episode last year when we were all <laughs> drinking whiskey. That's the kind of fun I like to have on a podcast, and and uh, yeah. you're going to see more of that tonight. Yeah, getting drunk on the on the during a Greg Millen interview was not the most professional thing you could do right i mean <laughs> probably not so it's yeah uh, although i'm sure erica weston probably is like probably shouldn't get drunk with me either <laughs> yeah i don't know i i didn't get drunk until she left let's just put it like that okay yeah when she left i started slamming them a little harder 
she might cause a lot of people to drink when she leaves the room. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Good. I don't know what that means. Uh, it's a, it's a, I meant that as a compliment. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, sure, I don't know. I, I meant, let's it, go with it. it. Let's, let's call it a compliment. Um, compliment my, it is. My beer of the uh, Sode is... Uh, I'm not that kind of guy. I should say Sode. That was dumb. Oh, um, you should say Epi. <laughs> no, say Epi. Say, I'm, not, I'm not a Sode. <laughs> I'm not an Epi guy. I'm not a pod. I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a pod guy. Um. I say the whole damn word. That's me. Furta. Furta. Fur, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is a milkshake, uh, mochi, mochi, uh, hmm. mochaccino milkshake porter from uh, Burr Oak. Burr Oak you got Brewing that Company. can? Let's see that yeah, can. I do. There it is. There it is. There mo- we go. Oh, mochaccino, that's a beauty. Mochaccino milkshake porter. Yeah, I've had it on the show before, I believe. It's really good. Quite good. And I also have a second beer for the show. Once this is done, and this is almost gone, actually. It's that good. Um, I, I have a Paps Blue Ribbon Hard Coffee. Oh, which, dude, how is that? It is. Um, do you, okay, I don't like coffee. But I had a PBR Hard Coffee. It doesn't taste like coffee. It tastes like hard chocolate milk. It is delicious. It is really, really good. I have to really try good. that. It, I mean, if, if you're a coffee fan, I don't. if you really want a coffee flavor, it doesn't have it. It's got a very slight coffee flavor, but man, if it does, if it ignore the whole coffee part of the name, it's it's just it's just a chocolatey hard deliciousness in a can. That's good. So I have that. I have it a little bit. That's a dessert beer. Um, I want to add since we're talking about beers here, uh, our friend Adam Gold over on Facebook, uh, winning unlimited when he's in the YouTube chat, says uh, I have been enjoying the pumpkin spice since Labor Day, and I do not care how much side eye I get from anyone. <laughs> Enjoy your pumpkin spice lager, Jeff. I am, you know, uh, Adam, if you're having a beer right now, I cheers you, buddy. Because, uh, yeah, same here, man. I uh, a- As soon as I saw that O'Fallon released their pumpkin, I, I was like, I'm going to Schnucks. Schnucks didn't have it, so I said, I'm going to Friar Tuck. Went to Friar Tuck, and it was there, and I was ecstatic. I think I bought three six-packs. That's a hanging the, uh, the glass up to the uh, gla- camera there. It gives me a nice little... Filter. That's kind of a weird-looking fisheye lens kind of a thing going on there. Huh. So, is, all right. So, is this how we're going to do our show from now on? Yeah. That's, you know, just yeah. Well, I should <laughs> a little fisheye lens show. I'm yeah, sure our sponsor loves this. Yeah, that's not annoying. Um, oh, ice and fuel glass. By the way, very nice. Girl. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Austin Lynch said, uh, "Damn, y'all sponsored by Manscaped. This show going to the top. Damn straight." We're, That's we're how we already roll. there, Austin. Come on. <laughs> We've been at the top. They've just joined us up there. We've had Joe Micheletti on this show. Come on. That's true. That is true. <laughs> That's very true. What's the what's the what's the the best cream of the cream? If you were to say tell someone to impress them with just one guest that we've had on the show, what would you Bernie say? Bernie Federico. Bernie Federico? Over Grant yep. Fuhrer, huh? Over Grand Fear. Just, I mean, it depends on who. They're, if they're from St. Louis, right? I tell them Bernie Federico. If it's anyone else, I tell them Grand Fear. Yep. Yep. Um, but I mean, we've had. I mean, you know, let's just. We've had some amazing guests, and and I'm not just patting ourselves on the back here. I mean, we over the you years kind of having Tom Calhoun on multiple times. Well, we do good things here, Kurt. We, we do good know, things. There's a there's a reason we've been around since 2011. That's right. Um. 
you know, we've had uh, Jeremy Rutherford on multiple times. Ken Wilson. I Ken mean, Wilson. Ken Wilson totally- is Ken Wilson's. Uh, that's one that um, is just impressive to have on because. You don't hear from Ken Wilson. It took some anymore. research. It yeah. took some research to get him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Bernie Federico's around. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not. This isn't a slide on Federico. Federico's fantastic. I mean, we we talked to him at at uh, 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 Kirkwood Station uh, after the the yep. book signing. Um, R.I.P. Kirkwood Station. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but we, I mean, we basically one on one or one on three or four. How I many of us were there? Like Jr. Uh, and Federico and, and and a few of us, and we're just sitting there talking. Just that was amazing it was, it was one of the best most entertaining uh 30 minutes of my life it was so cool um but you know, i i know that that i've told you that night you you were like oh i'm sure this was just you or the other guy jason who listens to the show that was with us said uh i'm sure this was just another normal night for you like when you were back in the media and i was like no <laughs> i didn't get bernie federko drinking a beer telling me stories about his past yeah that was one of the best nights of my life too that was unbelievable for for 30 minutes we were drinking buddies with federko and he would just and the stuff that he couldn't put in the book he's telling us yep it's so cool mm-hmm. um anyway um, and I will add Blue Note Fan Report, which is our friend Guy, the Hawaii Blues fan. Hey, Guy. He says, I I got Grant Fuhrer first. <laughs> you <laughs> you are said? right. I, is that what he said? Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah. And which is, it's funny because he had him on and it was not six hours before he, I don't remember if he messaged us or if he just posted the episode, but he, uh, it's something about, I got Grant Fuhrer on the show. Six hours before that, I had emailed uh, the the contact for Grant Fear to get him on our show, and I'm like, oh god, now I'm gonna look like I'm just following in guys' footsteps. Which is, so, guy, which is great what? job, great job getting him first. Yes, that was awesome, and you did a great <laughs> job in that interview as well. Uh, guy does a guy does a very unique show. Uh, he uh, mm-hmm. and that's and that's actually one of the things that I've I've I've, I've preached on this show is that you know there are a lot of blues podcasts out there. Um, uh, some stick around, some don't. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if, and I've always told people, if you want to do one, do one, it's fan, It's a lot of fun, but if you're going to do it, do your own thing, be unique, yep. do, do, don't do what everyone else is doing. Why do that? You know, um, guy does his don't own read thing. Box scores. Don't yeah, sit it, and just like, Oh, the blues won this game three to two. And then run down yeah. who scored, who, who assisted. And, and yeah, it, make nah. it your own. Another I, good example, two guys, one cup. Those guys mm-hmm. are fantastic. They do their own show and uh, we love them for it. And that's what we praise. Whenever you get somebody doing a podcast, any kind of podcast, Make it unique, yeah. and and you'll get some praise for it. Because if you just do what what uh, half a dozen other you know podcasts are doing, and, you know, and, and and let's be honest, it's a, it's a very niche market. It's you know we're we're a a, a, a podcast, a hockey podcast for St. Louis Blues fans. So it's we're very. I mean, it's it's you know St. Louis market. That's that's who we're that's who our target market is. So it's you're you're that's that's who we're doing this for. So. Um, be unique and uh, be have fun and do something uh, that uh, no one else is doing. And guy does that. Guy does. Uh, uh, he has a. It's a strictly YouTube show. I think he said he was going to start doing a podcast uh, or podcasting his show. I'm not sure if he's done that yet or not. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's uh, he does a YouTube show and he's a lot of stuff with graphics on the screen. So he he does his own thing, which is cool. Um, 
So today in Blues History, Chris, of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, October 7th. Which is an exclusive segment of this show, by the that way. That is right. That is right. Mm-hmm. We started doing that. I mean, we just basically took STL Blues History's stick and moved it to a podcast. <laughs> we we read tweets, folks. That's what we do on this show. We, we, let, we let other people do the read. This, this, is, this is genius. Other people do the work, and we just... We give them a plug and we just read their stuff. It's just yeah, that's the way you do it. Exclusive segment of Let's Go Blues Radio <laughs> that you right. can also see on Twitter every day. That's right. <laughs> but but you don't get our commentary with this. Mm-hmm. So there's that, which uh, is gold. Yeah, Jerry, uh, gold. Uh, uh, yeah, that's gold. That's gold, Adam. Uh, is that is that a locker room thing? That's gold, Adam. That's gold. No, is it? Uh, not so much. Not so much. I mean, maybe he he probably says it. <laughs> But not the rest of us. Uh, I will say, though, that he did score a goal uh, in the last time I played with him. And I told him that that goal was gold. I did tell him that. The golden goal? And it was. The golden goal. Yep. Uh, October 7th, 2019, just last year, Jordan Bennington was credited with his first NHL assist on a goal scored by Oscar Sundqvist versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. In that same game, Alex Petrangelo records his 400th point and 23rd game winner, passing Al McInnes for most by a Blues defenseman in a 3-2 win versus the aforementioned Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, October 7th, 1993. Brendan Shanahan recorded his third career hat trick in the Blue, in the St. Louis Blues 5-3 win versus the Florida Panthers on opening night. First and only Blues hat trick on opening night, by the way. Uh, Brett Hull was hospitalized due to an injured spleen suffered during the game. I don't remember that. Do you remember the injured spleen? I don't game? either. I don't. I don't remember that either. I don't remember him having an injured spleen. Do you know how long he was out for? I don't. Uh, and that was ninety three. That was in like my my peak. I don't know five or six year window. As where like all I cared about was hockey. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I played hockey. I watched hockey. My, you know, I, I, I live in a home. My parents. I, I, I get the paper and I, I just read the box scores and read the the hockey articles. And disappointed at how short the articles were and how <laughs> how there weren't many of them. But uh, yeah, I would just sit there for an hour just looking at the box scores in the NHL. Okay, I, let's I, uh, let's look at this real quick. <clears throat> so he was uh, okay. So that was October seventh. He was out until October nineteenth. I don't know how many games that was. I can check. 12 but, days, uh, probably a few games, three, four games. What did I say? The 19th he came back? Yeah, so it's, you said yeah. tw- it's 12. So it would have been, uh, let's see, one, two, three, <clears throat> three games he missed. That's it? Man, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's why spleen. I don't remember it. He did, he, I just figured injured spleen, he'd be out a while, but I guess not. October 7th, 1967, the inaugural season of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, the Blues play their first game exhibition at the uh, St. Louis Arena in a 3-3 tie versus the Los Angeles Kings. The first goal was scored by none other than Larry Keenan. Uh, I have his uh, money clip. Do you here. remember that? You remember that one, Kurt? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> that was a good seven years before I was actually born. So uh, I'd probably have to be around at least six or seven to remember it, but I was not. So. Uh, October 7th, 2019, uh, we were still celebrating being Stanley Cup champs from 2019. I'm I'm glad that has caught on with this show. <laughs> it's it's going to – well, you started that, so I'm like, well, we, we, that needs to stay in there. So, 
Yep. No, it's true. I mean, uh, I, I remember an October night, the blue season had started. I went to a bar and I had a blue shirt on and a guy came up, bought me a shot and said, Stanley Cup champs. And I was like, season started, but we can still celebrate. Sure. Why not? So, yeah, it, it was still being celebrated at that point. Uh, let's see any other, before we get started here, uh, Jimmy Anderson, I'm not, I, this is, it's dangerous to read a Jimmy Anderson comment. It, it really is without proofreading at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys should do the show holding the glass as a filter and Bill should hold up a tampon as his man. He's going after Bill. Huh. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's gone after Bill a couple times tonight, which man. he has before. You know what? Bill probably deserves it. Not going to lie. I mean, if if Jimmy Anderson plays hockey, maybe we should set up like a, a, a penalty shot competition or something against Bill. That would be amazing. I would, <laughs> dude. I would want it. I want to do that. Don't give that to Jimmy. Let me do that. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be there. You could take some shots. I mean, come on. Okay, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, Jimmy also adds. Uh, I'm sorry. This is Austin. Looks like Jeff's got the mullet. Yeah. Um, let me take my hat off here. Uh yeah, I've I've got uh, I got the flow going, folks. Um I enjoy it. Uh I had to shave <laughs> yeah. the beard cuz I we, felt like We enjoy looking at it. I felt like I was uh a little too hairy with the beard, so I uh I decided to to cut that down, but I will say the cold fall day on Monday made me say I think I want the beard back. Uh probably one of the best names we've had <laughs> in the YouTube chat. Brad Warthog um, <laughs> says, Billy versus Jimmy Throwdown. I'm all down. That yeah. would be amazing. Yeah. We'll have to try and set that up someday. This is this is like the, uh, the, the I don't want to say the B version of Bieber versus Biddington. It's like the T version. That's how far down the alphabet we have to go. Yeah. But yeah, Jimmy Anderson is like Bieber. Billy is like... Uh, Good old Biddington. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL before we get into the Blues uh, draft uh, talk and the Petrangelo talk that uh, that uh, is going to be so riveting. What are we going to talk about with We're Petrangelo? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, you know, free agency is on Friday at noon. That's when it starts. Oh. So uh, there, there could be all. I mean, we could, we could talk about all kinds of things like what where he could go. Are we going to sign him? Are we going to sign and trade him? You know, all kinds of stuff we can talk about. And, and That's lo- probably not. I don't think Blues fans want to hear that. Let's just <laughs> not talk about that at all. You don't think so? Um, it's Nobody a, wants it's, to hear that. Let's recap the draft all it's, show. It's like, what, 40 hours away? Something like that? Uh, 39 hours away from uh, That's still so far free away. Agency? Nobody wants to hear it. So uh, yeah, we, we'll, we would we'll, love. We'll, all right, don't worry, folks. We're going to skip over the Petrangelo talk, okay? <laughs> no, we'd love to, we'd love to the, hear the feedback from the the. the Folks in the uh, the chats in Facebook and YouTube to see what they uh, how their, their their takes on the on the Petrangelo uh, situation. So, but we'll get that in a minute. So, rapid fire tidbits from the NHL. Uh, congratulations to Pat Maroon, Kevin Chattenkirk, and the rest of the Tampa Bay Lightning on winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, Jeff, I had a question for you. Do you think the players care that they won the cup with everything messed up due to the pandemic? Do you think it bothers oh. them? I mean, I'm sure like, there's a like, part of them. I mean, like they don't have the fans there, uh, you know, with right. the atmosphere, the energy. They can't celebrate like they would, like in, with the public. You know what I mean? 
Uh, yeah, so the, I, I, the boat parade was was cool, but it, it was, was cool. a little odd. Yeah, um, it was socially distanced. Yeah, and I mean they care. Obviously, I think. I mean, you want your fans in the stands screaming, yelling, even when the Blues won it in Boston. There was Blues fans there, that, and and we've heard from some of them that they'll never forget that for the rest of their lives. I mean, that's just something that it's going to feel like it was yesterday. Um, so yes, I'm, I guarantee lightning players were sitting there, you know, there's no looking up in the stands, you know, Pat Maroon wins. He looks up in the stands and see Anthony sitting there. There was none of that. Um, you know, uh, players looking up in the stands and seeing blues fans waving a towel or, uh, or, uh, a flag or something. I'm sure there was some of that in, uh, the Boston arena, when the Blues won, there was none of that for Tampa. So yes, it's you're looking for that kind of stuff, and it sucks that you can't celebrate that with your fans at the time. And then again, with the parade, it was just it's it's different. Even if you know there was people complaining, I saw on social media. Wait, what? People in social media complaining? I know it's a shock. What? But yeah, I saw some <laughs> people saying you know it didn't look like there was a lot of social distancing on going on, not a lot of masks, blah 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 blah, whatever. Um, there's still a conscious effort of I can't take my beer and pour it into a fan's mouth. I can't have a fan come up and drink out of the Stanley Cup. Like, there's still those conscious thoughts, especially guys who've won it before, like Pat Maroon. So it's, you're aware of it, you're conscious of it, but, man, you're still just ecstatic. I mean, guys like Kevin Shattenkirk, been waiting their whole lives for this and it's it's yeah. just it's a dream come true it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting when you know the when when all this stuff dies down we have a vaccine um and and the coronavirus is not talked about every day it's gonna be interesting uh whether that takes you know six months a year two years whatever it's gonna be interesting to, to see how, how long how much is retained everyone retains from this like as far as uh, like you said, pouring beers into other you know, fans' mouths and stuff like that. Um, I imagine uh, things will go back to normal, assuming we have the vaccine and and the numbers go down to almost non-existent you know numbers. If hopefully that's the case, but I, but you wonder if that if, if will things get back to the way it was before? Will players be able to party with the fans in the bars and stuff afterwards and pour beers in other people's mouths and stuff like that? Uh, I would guess yes, but man, that might take a while. And then when you see it happening, you're going to think, oh man, I hope he doesn't have a virus or anything. Because, you know what I mean? Because like two years ago or even a year ago, you you weren't thinking that at all. You weren't thinking, I mean, not really. I mean, oh, you might think, oh, that's kind of gross. He's spitting that cup. He might he might get the oh. common he might get the common cold, I, but that's about it. When right? we were celebrating, when we were celebrating at uh, Ballpark Village after the Blues won, there was literally a guy with a, a champagne bottle just grabbing guys and telling them to get down on one knee and just pouring champagne down our mouths. Nobody cared. No, yeah, give me more, man. Let's party. You know what? I'm I'm a little bit of a germaphobe, so maybe I like think about that stuff more i didn't but it wasn't really a oh my gosh i might get herpes <laughs> kind of situation it was a oh my god i might uh i might have a sore throat tomorrow or 
whatever, and that kind of a thing. You know what I mean? And not, what kind of not, things are you doing, Kurt, having a sore throat? If you're if you're sharing a glass with somebody, if you're, if, if, they're, if they're sick, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm oh my a God. bad dick. I'm you're, sorry. You're a bad dick. That's what you, I'm a bad dick. That's, that's what you said. <laughs> Rather dickish. Rather you dickish. Are, right? You are the, what's the quote that you had? I forgot. There's something about the dickness. I don't remember. Mm. I'm down with the dickness? Uh, maybe. Yeah. There's a there's a pull quote right there. Down um, with the dickness. And you saw side by side pics of the uh, well, I, we I, the I tweeted this out. Um, side by side pics from the, when the blue the the plane flight home from Boston and then the the plane flight home uh, for the from uh, the Tampa head. So the com- compare and contrast. So the Blues. Everyone's seen the picture of Maroon and O'Reilly, like just drunk off their ass. One's holding the cup. One's holding the heart trophy, and they're just like, Bleh. not the heart trophy. The um, the yeah, Con Smythe, and uh, they're mm-hmm. just like, just beers flowing, and everybody's drunk and just and all over each other. And the Tampa Bay Lightning, they're all sitting in their seats, they're calm, looking forward. <laughs> no one's, everyone's like in their own little space, and and it's come I mean, now. There may have been a little bit of partying before, after the photo. Who knows? But it's just funny to see the two photos side by side that were taken, yep. and uh, how the, the difference between what it was before coronavirus and after so and that led to my question do you think it's it's it, it is it's because it, the players don't get to spend the day with a cup in the off season either because they can't they have that taken away from them because and the season and the training camp might start in mid-november which we'll talk about later which was talked mm-hmm. about so i that's it's, it's right around it's like a month away so um yeah so i mean you can still party your ass off for oh, the next God. couple weeks sure. but i mean by I'd say by October 20th, you need to start considering, <laughs> okay, uh, you know, I'm still going to, I can still party, but I got to get back to my diet. I got to get back to yeah. working out every day. You know, I mean, it's a very short off season. Maybe this is a shrewd plan by the blues to just to exit the playoffs early to have that extra time off for the short off season. It's not, I mean, usually for the Stanley cup chance, it's already a short off season, but this is going to be a really short off season. I mean, if well, then the Anaheim Ducks really have it figured out. <laughs> they have almost a year of an off season. Yeah, that's true. That's that's almost too long. That's a remember the Detroit Tigers against the Cardinals in 06 in the World Series. They had a week off, which is like everyone's talking about. Oh my God, they, they, that's a week off. They're they're going to get cold, and the Cardinals and they they couldn't throw the ball to first base. So um, yep. <laughs> no, you so, know what I thought was really weird about the Stanley Cup, and I I I, I guess that. They wanted to do something different, but before they even gave the cup to Stamkos, I thought the whole picture with the cup with Bettman, I thought that was odd. And I guess it was supposed to like show that we're all united. And I mean, I don't, I don't really know. Honestly, I didn't understand it. Uh, Bettman said it was something the Lightning wanted. What it makes me think it was something the NHL probably wanted. Um, did you? I'm, I'm guessing you saw what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I mean, I had the whole thing on the background. I was not. not I just didn't. I, I didn't understand that. Like, you're going to get a team picture with the cup later. Why are you taking a no fans in the crowd and you're all taking a picture of the whole team with the cup with Bettman? That just uh, that was odd and kind of out uh, of place to me. But yeah, the celebration was. I don't know. I said this during Game Six. Uh, I was starting to kind of get sad, honestly, by the time the Stanley Cup final had rolled around because it is weird not having those fans. And Bennington said it after the Blues exited, and you can say it was a cop-out all you want. But, you know, I mean, how exciting is it when you win? Think of Pat Maroon 
in game seven against the Stars last year. Winning that game at home in 2 OT in front of your home crowd. I mean, that has got to be the greatest feeling in the world. Now you look at flashback to game one between the Lightning and the the Blue Jackets of this past season. That won, what, five overtimes? Yeah. Very thrilling to end it, mm-hmm. but with no crowd there, I know it's just not I, the same feeling. I I um, I'm gonna be honest. When the Blues were still in it, I was very. I mean, I was very into it, right? But there was there's something about. I mean, and usually, you know, in years where the Blues would be eliminated, and I would I would. Uh, go through the morning process, and I'd pick up watching the the playoffs again. Um, I'd be excited and into it for for you know just for the mere fact of watching playoff hockey. Um, I didn't have it this year. Uh, getting back into it after the Blues were out was really difficult. Um, yeah, and I wonder I wonder how uh, f- uh, fans of other teams who had teams that weren't in it how they uh, saw that uh, if they saw it the same way because it was. I guess I didn't realize how much that um, I, I don't get me wrong. I love the game itself and, 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 and the, the actual watching the players on the ice and the skill level of the, of the playoffs and how you know, people amp it up. But there's also that atmosphere that is just amazing. Uh, and that's from, comes from the crowd and uh, that comes across. It's pretty evident on TV. So more so than I thought before. So it's a, it's an interesting contrast to, to, to see the playoffs uh, this year as opposed to last year. Um, I, I, but I did. I had a hard time getting excited about games uh, after the Blues were done. I, I, I did I, too. Yeah. So I mean, going into the playoffs when they had the the, the round, the, the, the five-game play-in round or whatever, and then they had the um, just everything leading into the first round and then the first round itself, I was all about. I was watching games. I was at work. And I'd have the TV on <laughs> over my shoulder, and I'd be watching every single game that was possibly on. And I caught every bit of action, and I just I loved it. It was great. It was fantastic. But like you, and this has never happened to me before, usually the Blues lose, and I just say, oh, well, let's see who wins the Cup. And I'm still going to watch every game that I can. And there's hockey on 24-7 as much as possible. And this year wasn't the same. Like, I remember I turned on the Golden Knights and Canucks game, game one, in like the second period, I watched about five minutes, and I was just like, I'm done. I don't want to watch this anymore. And mm-hmm. I turned it off, and my wife was even like, are you okay? You just turned off a hockey game. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. Is it is it that the Blues won the Cup last year, and now I don't care about watching their teams? Or is it this whole bubble hockey thing? Like, I, I could never really figure it out, but I... I yep. I think it's more just the fact that the atmosphere just it wasn't the same and it just I don't know. It was a little I, more draining on me yeah. to watch because it made me and I said this I think on a previous show that when I watch hockey I forget about real world problems. I sit there and I focus on the game and that's all I care about is what's going on on the screen. This year seeing the empty stadiums, the empty arenas it just kept reminding me even when the Blues were playing. Oh yeah, we're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> And I, you know, I thought that they did a really good job, um, considering uh, like filling they out did. the stands, uh, uh, putting the tarps down, and they had the the whatever the the, the screens or whatever they were up um, looked really good. Um, mm-hmm. I liked the what they, they how that looked, um, but it's not, it's, it's not fans, you know, it's not the same. 
Um, so anyway, uh, the Blackhawks, uh, which we're going to talk about the draft in a little bit, uh, moving on to the Blackhawks, they apparently tried to move up in the NHL entry draft on Tuesday from the 17th pick that they had uh, to draft Yaroslav Askarov, uh, the generational goalie talent that everyone was really high on. Uh, who was eventually taken by Nashville at number 11. Great to have him in the Central Division, isn't it? Uh, when yes. he comes up. The next Merrick <laughs> Schwartz. <laughs> let's hope, right? Uh, yeah, let's hope. Nobody, uh, but nobody wanted to help Chicago out, uh, so that was pretty good. Uh, that I, I, guess, I guess as far as, I mean, if Chicago had gotten him, um, I'd have been, I mean, not that they're anything right now, but, uh, you know, who knows in a few years, so. Uh, oh, they're saying that this kid could come in and, well, and possibly be a big deal in two to three right. years. And at that point, you're still talking a, a solid core there in Chicago with Taves, Kane, and Keith. Yep. Uh, so um, so that didn't happen. But still in the Central Division, so uh, we sh- will probably get to see him a lot. So. so what does that tell you? What does that tell you that Nashville took him? What, what was your first thought? That they're not sold on UC Soros is what that told me, which is weird. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, but, but, but to be honest, when he comes, okay, so say he comes up in three years, right? Um, and then he'll he'll he might be back up for a year. I mean, that's four years down the road. Soros, I don't know. I look at his contract. If we could see what it is, um, he might. Who knows what he's going to be doing in three or four years. So well, I, the the thought was that he was going to take the mantle from Pecorine and be right. the perennial starter for the next seven, eight, nine years. And I think them taking, which at this point, at the 17th pick, and you're getting a generational goalie, so, supposedly. Sure. I mean, you need to take him if you can. At the very least, he's an excellent trade ship. Soros, but, his I con- mean, Soros's contract is up after this coming season. So, yeah, and so is uh, Rene's, isn't right. it? Yeah, same time. So they, I mean, they're... Again, uh, goaltending, we've talked about goaltending on this show uh, so much. And three years down the road, your goaltending, uh, Blues fans should know because they rarely stick with a goaltender more than a few years. Uh, so uh, who knows what their goaltendings look like. I think this is a this is a great pick for them, uh, for anybody, really. They, they, were, they were raving about this pick. Uh, I forgot who it was. Um, was it McGuire? Who said uh, that uh, you know goalie goalies typically drop? They don't get highly. They don't, they don't typically get picked that high in the draft. And he was like, "Screw that! This guy is is the real deal. He's gonna be a great goalie in the league." They were comparing him to Berdur, which I was like, "My God, are you serious?" Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. I mean, I remember. And honestly, I know I made the joke earlier, but this reminded me of when Merrick Schwartz was picked by the Blues because he was a guy that was supposed to be picked in, like, the top 10. And he just kept dropping. And people were like, this kid's good. Like, like it doesn't matter if you don't need a goalie. You, he's the best player available. Take him. Right. And the Blues did. I think it was, like, number 12 or 13 they got him. And they were raving that this that's a great pick for the Blues. It doesn't matter that they, they are kind of stocked in goal right now. I think at the time they still had um, – Oh, I can't even remember when that was. But I want to say they had some goalie prospects at the time. And they still took him. And it was, you had to take the best player available. And that's what I think Nashville did. Oh, my goodness. You see that? Look at that. That's, for those on the YouTube show, that's the uh, that's the PBR hard coffee. It looks like chocolate milk, doesn't it? <laughs> that really does. 
I'm about to give that a shot. I love me some PBR, so I'm gonna definitely give that a shot. It doesn't, it doesn't taste like PBR. But anyway, it doesn't taste like beer. It doesn't taste like coffee. It tastes like hard chocolate milk. I feel Maybe. like Nashville had to make that pick, but yeah, at the no. same time, uh, I think that is a that is definitely going to be a wake up call to UC Soros to pick his game up if he wants to be the starter in Nashville. Again, that's that's a few years down the road too, so <clears throat> we'll, we'll see. Yeah, uh, so much can change. I, I don't. That's uh, I, you can never. I mean, and if Soros is a all star, you know, a, a, a top five goalie in the NHL at the time that he comes up, then they got a trade chip. So they could they could always move somebody for something valuable. So that's a it's a win win. Uh, a breakdown of the first thirty one picks in the NHL draft uh, yesterday the uh, the first round. Canada had nineteen of the thirty one. So Canada 19, Russia 4, Germany 2, Sweden 2, USA 2, Austria 1, Finland 1. That is pretty dominant. Yeah, it's interesting because we've seen a lot of U.S. and Russian guys. uh, Mm -hmm. Well, maybe not so much Russian, but Sweden and Finland as well. They've been kind of bringing that number down for Canada. But last year was definitely... uh, That was a, definitely a hearken to the old days of Canada basically being the only country worthwhile of taking players in the first round. I don't want to keep talking about my, my hard coffee, but I had it in the freezer behind me, and I just took it out, and it's like it's 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 uh, a little ice chippy. It's, it's even better. <laughs> it's almost, oh, nice. like, almost like a shake of, kind, of sorts. Really good. I'm um, really excited to go get that. Yeah, they come in four packs. They ain't cheap, but they're good. You, you'll like it. I can't imagine you not liking it. Uh, Brad Marchand lost the fishing contest, and he, being the loser, had to uh, bite the head off of a dead fish. (laughs) That's on YouTube if you want to look at it. Uh, It's kind of funny. He does not like it. (laughs) So that was pretty good stuff. I can imagine he would. (laughs) Pretty funny. Good. Just desserts. Good, Good, right? Yeah. Eat eat the Mm -hmm. dead head fish. Uh, Connor McDavid tested positive for the coronavirus, which just, just it just shows to Goya that how good uh, the quarantine, the bubble uh, situation was uh, that they did for the NHL players. Well, did you hear how Connor McDavid got coronavirus? How, how he contracted did it? Connor McDavid get the virus? Uh, he bit the head off of a dead fish. <laughs> 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 pretty weird pretty so, weird those so two now, stories tied now they're, so well. they're going to contact trace and they got to like quarantine uh, brad marchand they're gonna they're gonna quarantine <laughs> all the fish in that lake too <laughs> uh seth uh Rohrbaugh, who's, a, who's a penguins writer uh said that uh tristan jari indicated that he and his teammates have been told to prepare for training camp to start on november 15th so that is, uh, I mentioned that earlier. So if that's true, I mean, that may be a tentative date. I'm sure it is. Uh, I, but doesn't that just seem soon, though? I mean, it does seem very Bettman soon. Came out, he came out and said uh, yesterday at the draft, January 1st was going to be their target date, which is something, by the way, we said a I, long time ago. We called we? it. We said there's no way they start in December, they're starting no in January. Yeah, and we even um, toyed with the idea of the Winter Classic being the first game if they should have it, and so that's. But that's, a training camp. I mean, I guess maybe if they're going to do some kind of like, kind of what they did to, to return to play, if it was like, okay, you know, we're going to do phase one, 
and everybody's going to come and just skate. Phase two starts on December 1st, and if they do that, maybe, but I just feel like if they're going to target January 1st, I mean, a month and a half before to start training camp, that seems really soon. But, you know, in the past, training camps have started the you know, a month before. You know, they start in yeah. September, early September. So but they also didn't have a, a tournament that went on true. just a couple months before that. True. I, I mean, they would, they would, they would be, honestly, they would be in training camp for a week or ten days, and they'd start uh, preseason games. So mm-hmm. this is a little bit early, a little bit more time for training camp, which is, I guess by a couple of weeks. But uh, everything is tentative right now. I mean, the the, the January first date is tentative. Um, I'm sure this November 15th training camp date is tentative. Uh, and that that's probably the earliest that they would do it. But, man, that's a – I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I, I'd love to see hockey come back. I mean, I'd love to see hockey on the TV tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, I'm, that's – that seems so soon. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a crazy claim here, and I'm going to say training camps come back in the NHL the week after American Thanksgiving. So like l- late November, like early December, yep. like first first late November, early December first. So Thanksgiving this year is on the the twenty sixth. No, so little, that would be November November thirtieth. <clears throat> yeah, November thirtieth would be my guess as to when they're going to open training camps. Okay. All right. I will say, I will say, I will take the under on that. Just because. Okay. <laughs> just because. Just because. Bill can take the over. Well, we'll just claim because. It for him. Well, if if, <laughs> if there's validity to the November fifteenth uh, date, um, I'll, I'll say this before. Uh, the Flames will be wearing their original sweaters this season. Now, is, has this been determined if it's going to be every game? What does full retro mean? Is it every game or is it like a third? I jersey? I guess that's every game because because they've brought this back as a third jersey before. They recently. But now full and it's retro. A good fucking look. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. I, I've loved these. These are the best jerseys by far. They are the best. The best. They, I mean, the Flames are one of those teams that, in my opinion, have had some of the most horrendous jersey designs uh, over the past thirty years. The f- uh, was that flaming bullhead or whatever they had flaming, that one time. Flaming bullhead. Uh, they had that stupid diagonal stripe coming out of the the bottom of the stripes oh. that. Ended at the at the underneath the logo for no reason. That was so stupid. Yeah. Um, what the hell was that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Just and the Kings too. The, the, the Flames and the Kings and the Canucks. I've hated the jerseys. Uh, I do like the throwback retro Vancouver, the stick and the rectangle. That's kind of cool, retroy, cool. But uh, man, the Kings and the and the Flames. Ugh, but these original Flames jerseys are beauts. Yep, mm-hmm. I love them. So hopefully that is. When they say full retro, they mean that is all season because yeah. that would be amazing. Would so if the Blues were to go full retro for the whole season, what would you want them to to, to wear? Oh, the would, original jerseys, like the 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 the, the like the, the sixty seven, not the sixty seven, the, the winter classic style, or the or the or the thirds from uh, the, or the vintage from last season. Heritage. Um, I like the uh, heritage, I like the heritage I mean, ones better. I guess the heritage ones. Yeah, personally, that's what I'd go with. <clears throat> I, you know, that'd be cool. I, I, did you? So, did you go to the uh, the alumni game and uh, what, the Winter Classic alumni game? I did the the One Nation thing. Not, I, no, no, I went to Whatever the it was. no, they, no, no, I went to the One Nation uh, celebrity, which had okay. which had some alumni. 
a lot of celebrities. They might have worn they, they might have worn the same jersey, but the the alumni they wore a white version of that jersey, and I love that jersey. It was a take off the old '67 jerseys, yep. Yep. and I love those. I would love to see those brought back. I uh, <clears throat> I would I would love to see a number of them brought back. I would love to see that those brought back. Um, if not those, I'd love to see the ones from. Oh, was it 92, like late 80s, early 90s? Uh, the rounded corner blue note with the Hall & Oates era ones. I, yeah. I loved, loved those. The ones uh, right after where they had the blues across the yes. top? The blues across okay. the top. Yeah, were those are great, too. They're, those they're, are beautiful. Yeah, I love those. No, the, though, with, yes, the the blues at the top uh, were terrible, but the bad. ones right after, those are beautiful. Right. Yeah, uh, those, and that's, the ones that had like a, they had like a red like pinstripe. line. Thin stripe. stripe. Yep. Yeah. Around the uh, Which stripes. was perfect. It was good. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Then they went crazy with it for the jerseys after yeah. that, the clown jerseys, which yeah, apparently people love now. You know, like I, I've said in the show, I, I like them a few times a year. I'm, I'm, I, I, I share Bernie Federico's opinion on the whole thing. He goes, you know what? They're fun for a few games a year as a throwback, you know. Uh, but uh, but not all the time because it's just not a good I'd design. Love, I'd love to, for them to do what the I think the NBA is doing it. I want to say the Arizona Diamondbacks are doing it, having like six or seven jerseys, and they're all just throwbacks. Every one of them, every style the Blues have ever worn. I would as bad as those ones with the Blues written across the top. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see current players wearing that right now. Bring, for a back, game or two. bring each one back for two games. That'd be great. Yep. I think that'd be great. I'd love it. <clears throat> because because th- what happened was, and, and I didn't realize this was, was going to happen until it did, that the, the clown jerseys, when they wore them last season, uh, a few times uh, when I watched the games, I would see the numbers and I would instantly say, "Oh, this number so and so. That's Corson, or that's uh, that's somebody yep. from that clown era." I'm like, I instantly thought that was them on the ice from the. From I, the... I think we talked about that <laughs> when when it happened because I I kept looking and I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, and it wasn't even it wasn't like a, a conscious thing. I would see <clears throat> a number like I, I'm mm-hmm. drawing a blank on, on a number right now, but I Tekenen, would see a, a total, Anderson, like, yeah. Tekenen, number ten. Yeah, yeah, I right. would see that, and I would just be like. Oh, it's Satikin. I'm like, whoa, no. where did that came from in no, my brain? Not. That's crazy. <laughs> it, it is so. It was so neat. That was cool. I was like, oh my gosh! All of a sudden, I'm watching. I'm picking out numbers, and it's like, yeah, that's it was neat. Uh, so the Blues extend uh, qualifying offers uh, to four restricted free agents. So we're finally getting into some Blues talk here. Uh, Vince Dunn, Paganski, uh, Rinky, Wallman. This was expected. Uh, would have been shocking had they not done this. It's uh, it's funny. So it's a little RFA 101 for uh, those who may not know uh, how qualifying offers work. Uh, most people don't understand. I'm going to guess. Most people, based on the comments I read on, on social media after they did this, most people don't really understand what a qualifying offer means. Um uh, I saw a lot of this stuff. You know, the chances of signing Petrangelo just got worse. <laughs> or uh, or I wouldn't be upset if Dunn didn't get qualified. And I'm like, yeah, first off. You first, would be because that means no, you're not getting anything that's, for him. That's what I said. I mean, you, 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 you. So tendering qualifying offers allows the club to the opportunity to retain a player's rights through the free agency period, negotiate a contract during that time. 
and then to begin the arbitration process if they can't come to an agreement on a contract during the free agency period. That's the way if it works. If they're eligible for, for arbitration. Right, right, yes. So unless a player is pretty worthless or not tradable and, or you want nothing to do with him, you, know, you qualify him every time. Otherwise, you lose the asset for nothing, like you said, via free agency. Someone will take him or not, or just leave. he'll just leave. Yeah, they become unrestricted. Right. Um, who was it Who was it that I heard today? There was, um, oh, hell. Uh, there was two guys I, I heard were not qualified by their teams, and so they're going to become unrestricted free agents, um, which is a death sentence, basically, for a GM, because if it's a player they love, because if it's, oh, we're not going to qualify this guy. Okay, well, this guy was great, and he just signed, and we got nothing, and he's going to go play top-line minutes. You know, That's why these guys get qualified, because if another team does try to sign them to a contract, the Blues are due compensation to get something back. Yes. So let's just say <clears throat> Vince Dunn, the biggest name from this, and, Kurt, I'm probably mowing your lawn here, but I, I, I know that this was where you were going with this, is that if Vince, Dawn, if Vince Dunn is, is, let's say, the Toronto Maple Leafs are like, let's sign Vince Dunn to a two-year, $5 million per contract. The Blues, depending on the – I'd have to look up the RFA rights, but they would be owed, I, I think, at least a first-round pick. Depending on how much depending they sign him for. on the contract. Yeah. It's the, the yeah. dollar value. The, the more he signs It's the dollar for, value of the contract. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's an offer sheet. So the more that they the offer sheet, if, he, if, if, he does, if they don't match – then they take a certain amount of first-round draft picks as compensation. Yeah. That's why uh, back in the day when, I don't know if everybody remembers, when Shea Weber was offer-sheeted by the Philadelphia Flyers, um, they signed him to a ridiculous up-front, front-loaded deal because they thought there's no way Nashville is going to take it. But if they would have signed it, I remember reading that basically the uh, Predators would have gotten – the Flyers' first-round pick for, like, the next three years plus, like, two additional third-round picks. And it would have been an astronomical amount, you know, but if it's, like, a good player that you think helps you right now, maybe you make that move. But it's basically like making a trade for the team that, that tries to qualify – that, that tries to sign him to an offer sheet. So if, if the player does – so you qualify a player – you can't agree on a contract, goes to arbitration. Edmondson last year is a good example. So this happened Edmondson. He went to arbitration with the Blues. They couldn't agree on a contract. Uh, a judge determines how much uh, the player will make based on the offers that are you know uh, are presented. And uh, and then the Blues had to accept that. And then But then they had the option of then trading him. So then they did. Um so uh, and that was in the in the Falk deal. So um, that that could happen with Dunn. There's a real possibility that the two uh, in two off seasons in a row, the, we could go to arbitration with a defenseman and then trade him after the hearing. If if the if Dunn goes to arbitration, if he's arbitration eligible, I, I don't know if he is. Um, but uh, so we'll we'll see what happens with Dunn. I I mean I, he's gonna. I mean they're gonna. I going to arbitration is not common. I mean, it doesn't happen a lot. It happens every year, I guess, with someone. But uh, you'd think that Dunn would sign for something. Probably get like, what, 1.2, 1. 1. something like that, maybe? He had like. I don't know. It's hard to speculate on. I, I know that um, I think the average number of arbitrations per year, it's like 10 in the NHL. So, you know, 
obviously not every team deals with this every year, right. but every now and then it comes up. And I mean, there's a possibility we could see that with Vince Dunn and the Blues, but I think it's more likely we see a, a deal worked out before that. I he yeah I agree and and he uh, he made uh, his cap hit was seven hundred and twenty two thousand five hundred last year, so you know I mean one point two five I think is fair uh, for him maybe uh, maybe that's like the most I I can't imagine him getting more how than long that. how long until he's UFA eligible oh I don't know he's uh, I, I want to say it's two years. Let's but see. I could be he's, wrong. Uh, he's he's uh, he's five years. He's had five. His last contract was five, three years. Last contract three was three years. years. Okay. The last contract so was three think years. That means long. So, so I think that means two years. He'd be UFA eligible. So I could see him signing a bridge deal. Um. Which would yeah. be maybe about what you said. Well, 1. his point two one point three per. <clears throat> On cap friendly, he's got five years of salary history, but uh, it says the length of his last contract was three years. Yeah, he's, so, uh, the two years was the yep. uh, the entry level deal. Okay, got, yeah, yeah, I see it there. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yep, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. So I think that means that in two years he will be eligible for UFA. Okay. So that means the Blues assigned him to a bridge deal, probably. I mean, I guess they could lock him up long term if they want, but I just. With the names that no, are in I the pipeline, no. I don't see them going that route right now no. with him. No. Um, plus, I mean, he's not a top two defenseman on this team, and he knows it. I think his agent knows it. They're going to push for a long-term deal, but they know that they're just going to try to get top dollar at a bridge deal. And I'll, I'll add, too, what we're saying earlier about – people freaking out about the RFAs. If you don't understand restricted free agents and unrestricted free agents, that's more than fine. I mean, this is this is the business side of hockey, and I don't expect most hockey fans to understand that. It's fine. It's the it's the again, we we joke about the vocal minority. It's the people who have to comment on Facebook and Twitter and what what what? Why? 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 Austin Pagansky? Why? He played one game and he was awful. <laughs> and it's, they're not, they're, this isn't a, they're signing him to a long deal. This is a, hey, we're just protecting our assets that we brought in, at, whether through draft or trade or whatever. They're just protecting these players in case somebody tries to come after them. So it's it's the right move as a GM if you have any kind of long-term plans for your players, even if that just includes being an AHL player. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in uh, men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers a precision-engineered tools uh, for your family jewels. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code LGB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code LGB. Your balls will thank you. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, uh, this is, this is funny cause we, um, we were contact. We actually were approached by manscaped. Uh, we didn't, uh, approach them. They approached us, which was flattering. Um, they said that they, uh, liked, they, they liked our show. They liked what we did and they, uh, wanted to, uh, uh, Try it out to see if uh, you know, be a sponsor for a while, see how it works. So uh, 
we were happy to uh, uh, go on board with them because it's fine. Because I, I actually seen them on. I, I was familiar with them. I, I, I think you were too, Jeff. Just I ads was too. online. Yep. Yeah, ads online. Uh, I saw them on Shark Tank. Um, I don't know, like a, m- a couple months ago, maybe. Uh, and uh, if you're familiar with Shark Tank, it's where people they take their their products and their businesses on there, and then they get investors, uh, big name investors, to help grow the company. Um, and so I saw them on there. I was, oh, that's kind of cool. But uh, and I was li- I literally had some stuff in my Amazon cart for Manscaped when they contacted us to be on the show as a sponsor, and I was like, well, that's cool. That's uh, so I was okay. Um, and so they sent us some stuff, and uh, we got to try it out. And um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I, I I love their their marketing. I love the attitude of the company. And as I said earlier in the show, Jeff, that uh, uh, we wouldn't uh, bring on a sponsor that we weren't uh, um, happy with. I you know I, I wanted to be able to be truthful about what we're saying about a sponsor. Yeah, and and I'm very truthful when I say, I mean, and I think I've even mentioned this on the show before, that I am a guy who likes to trim up. I I manscape myself, and it's, um, I don't mind saying it. I mean, my my teammates at hockey, a lot of them do too, and it's just, for me, it, 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 I sweat less. So it makes me much more comfortable when I'm playing hockey. I'm a runner. I like to run, Um, and so... It's hard to find product that will allow me to properly groom myself and not create nicks and, and cuts. And, and, you know, yeah, it's uncomfortable when you're trying to run six miles, do a 10K, and you've got a nick on your balls. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. That's, that's not something we want to deal with. It's, it's very uncomfortable just walking around, let alone trying to be athletic. So... You know, it's it. They they have a, a an item they sent us the lawnmower 3.0, which is yeah. Kurt's holding it up right here. If you're watching the video, it is the best trimmer that I've used on my body, and it's it's it's, it's marketed to work for just your <laughs> balls. Should I turn it on? Go ahead. Is it light? But and you know what's beautiful about that light, man? You know what? There. <laughs> Back in, and it's quiet too. Yeah, no. So it's, if you're it's, afraid, yeah. if you don't, if you don't want your significant other finding out that you're manscaping, it is quiet, and you can use it in the shower too. It's uh, it's water resistant, which I have. I'll mm-hmm. admit, I've used it in the shower. And the thing about the light that's great, my mom always used to tell me when I was a kid, we would I would go back out to the woods, and and I I'd say you're talking about your mom and a shaving your balls story, <laughs> and and she would say. Well, make sure you grab a flashlight. And she was right. When I'm going out in the woods, yeah. you need a flashlight <laughs> so you can see where you're going. And that's exactly what the lawnmower 3.0 does. It's it it gives you a light the minute you turn it on so you see what you're doing even if you're in the shower. It's a yeah. huge help. The light the light was a nice surprise. I uh to be honest, when I got this and I first started using it, I didn't know it had a light on it. And I, I turned it on. Like, oh, there's a light. That and like that's fantastic. That is a a brilliant little simple thing. That's great. And you know what? The thing about um and you know th- th- this is this is not okay. The, this is 2020. It's not vintage 70s porn 
out there anymore. We're, men and women are, are, are keeping things under control under the waistline, behind the waistband right nowadays. So, and uh, you don't want to use the same shaver on your face and your balls. That's not, that's no. not, no. Because the face and the balls, if you've, if you've shaved both, you know there's a big difference. Um, so, uh, and, and this thing has uh, uh, the, the ceramic, uh, ceramic blades and the way the, the, the uh, guard is um, prevents uh, uh, nicks that you would get otherwise with a regular shaver. So that's, and the, the, the confidence that you have using this thing compared to uh, something on your, that oh, you're using your face. Oh my God. The fear you have using an inf- a different oh, shaver. Yeah. Oh my God. You're like, you're, <laughs> it's like you're holding your breath every time and all of a sudden, bang, you get nicked. Like son of a bitch. Um, yep. But you don't, you don't get that with this. Not at all. And no. I'll admit, when I first started using that, I was like, okay, be careful, be careful, be careful. <laughs> Dude, I, I've used it twice now. I just, the second time I used it, it was just, it was like shaving my face. I was so comfortable and confident using it. it uh, it's it's a great product. And, and again, we don't just say that because they're sponsoring us. Let's put it like this. They are sponsoring us because we are comfortable letting them sponsor us. Because we believe right. in their product, right? They, I, we, we could have said no. We've turned down other people who've said, "Hey, we can sponsor your show." And like, nah, whatever, ignore them uh, because I don't, I don't. They seem like a not a reputable business, or we don't like the product, or whatever. Um, but uh, and this uh, this has a ninety minute battery life on it, which I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you got going on downstairs. Where you need ninety minutes to shave yourself, but if you do, this will take care of you. So I only uh, need a, a solid eighty five. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's. <laughs> I guess I guess that's nice if you take it on vacation. You're going to use like every day to like keep a main, to maintain a certain a certain level of a growth there. But uh, and also should be should be said, and this this. Is is a is a thing that uh, you know when you when you cut your grass, the trees look taller. That's true. That is definitely true. <laughs> so, so any of you single guys who are thinking, well, I don't have a woman to impress, you <laughs> might soon. Yeah, so keep that in mind. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, not, and it's not just the trimming either. I mean, they've got great shampoo. Mm. They've got conditioner. They've got everything over at Manscaped.com. Everything <laughs> you need to just stay fresh. And I, I had – go ahead, Kurt. No, no, I was, I was pointing to the uh, – to the – Manscaped.com. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. And the promo here. the promo yep. code, the LGB promo code to get twenty percent off and free shipping for their products. Yeah. And uh no, if you go over to manscaped.com again, you're helping this show by using that promo code LGB. Um continue using it. Christmas season's coming up. Maybe you got a man in your life, a friend, a a a, a boyfriend, whatever, whoever you are listening to the show. Uh, that's a great company to check out. I put on their um, body wash the other day, and I typically use pretty good body wash. But I walked out, and uh, I I just sat down, and my wife sat next to me, and she said, what are you using? Is that different? I mean, it was like the second night I used it. It wasn't right away, but she did notice it. And I was like, yeah, this is that new Manscaped stuff. She's like, oh, it smells nice. So it, it does. It, they have... It really does. Everything they have is fantastic. They're a great company. Manscaped.com, promo code LGB, uh, 20% off plus free shipping. That is uh, a really nice discount on their product. So definitely check them out. 
you know, you get the shaver, the the lawnmower 3.0, and then you get the 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 the, the body lotions and the and the and the body washes uh, that they they've got on the on the bottle. It says how it kind of maintains your your pH balance uh, after doing your grooming. So that's uh, that's kind of important too. So you kind of maintain your to avoid uh, any drying your out. Your body's or like itching. a giant pool, basically. It really is. I mean, you don't want to be itchy or anything. So uh, yeah, you got you know, that's. Uh, so anyway, we've used this stuff, and, and I'm not, and I don't want to, and it sounds so much like a commercial, and I, I hate that, but it, but their boxers that they sent us, the most comfortable pair of boxer briefs that I own, and I'm like, you know what, everything this company does that we've tried so far has been really fucking good, um, yep. and even the even the boxer briefs are just like, oh my god, so. Um, yeah, whatever. I think uh, uh, give it a shot and uh, and don't don't kid yourself. Uh, the lady folks um, they appreciate a man who uh, uh, at least you know maintains himself below the waist. And keep in mind because we do have some ladies listen to the show. Believe it or not, uh, again Christmas coming up. It's a great item. Great <clears throat> stuff to look at there. And this uh, this code's available for uh, thirty days. So. Um, uh, use it, um, and again, if you do use the code, if you do shop there, we recommend you do use the code LGB at manscaped.com, and uh, it will it will benefit this show as well. So we appreciate that very much. Um, the Blues draft picks from the okay. Uh, before before we get to that, we got a couple comments I want to get to real quick. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Robert Dunn, which Robert Dunn is an awesome dude. This is a guy who found us because of our jerseys, actually. Um, he followed all black hockey sticks, and he found that they posted the jerseys, and he said, "Oh man, those are great! I want one." Which, by the way, if you want a Let's Go Blues Radio go uh, Let's Go Blues Radio jersey, contact me jpotter94 at gmail.com, and I'll be happy to set you up with one. But Robert Dunn says, "When the home team wears throwbacks, the road team should have that option for that game as well." Mm-hmm. And I'm 100 percent with you, Robert. Um, okay. There was, uh, and that was in the Facebook chat, by the way. So make sure you join us on Facebook if you haven't already. Um, I agree 100%, Robert. Uh, I, I've been posting on my YouTube channel some highlights from games from the 0304 season. And that was the year that all of the, ori- or the uh, Expansion 6 teams started wearing retro jerseys when they played each other. And I just saw clips from a game of the Kings and the Blues in L.A., the Kings are wearing their purple and gold, and the Blues are wearing their retro jerseys too. And it was a really cool look. Like, Bernie Federko kept talking about how he felt like he was back in his olden days. I'm all for that. I I think they should have, like, when the Blues had their retro night against Calgary, Calgary should have worn their retro jerseys. Why not? Yeah, sure. You know, it's it's a it's a really but, aesthetically pleasing thing to see. You know what the Cardinals did a while back, a number of years ago, they had a retro. Both teams wore like old school jerseys, <clears throat> and then uh, uh, they had old school graphics on the screen. And every inning, they by decade, I guess. So every inning, they they changed the graphics to how it was the next decade and until modern day. That was really cool because you got to see the graphics on the screen from like you know eighty ninety years ago. Well, it wasn't on TV 90 years ago, but you know, early on. <laughs> I get you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Early on in the first first ball games, first on TV. They, what they, you meant to say is what you would see on the radio. What you would see on the radio, right. <laughs> That's it. Who, who, had, who was on the radio? Um, I, with so-and-so, I saw it on the radio. 
Um, it was a wasn't a baseball broadcaster. When it was it was it Jack Buck or Harry Carey? I think it was Harry Carey. With Harry Carey, I saw it I on the radio. I feel like it's a Harry Carey. Yeah, Might I have feel been. like it's Harry Carey. That was pretty cool. So, but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm totally with you. They, they have a, a throwback. Even have I mean the Cardinals in the, in the first inning. They even had like black and white uh, picture and was scratchy uh, film, grainy kind of thing. It was really neat. I liked it. It was just a and it didn't. I mean, it was one inning and then they progressed to the next. Whatever. It was cool. Vin Scully, by the way, that was Vin Scully. Vin Scully, yeah, that Vin yeah. Scully was great. He, I mean, he was, he still does games. I think he still does yeah. games, but he's, he's, he's we a, are, we are privileged to be able to still hear Vin Scully games in 2020. That's no doubt, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so another uh, comment uh, you mentioned, uh, Brad Warthog earlier. He, uh, he jumps in here and uh, welcome, Brad. By the way, I don't know if you've ever joined us in the YouTube chat before, but uh, good to have you. Um, he says, uh, what do you think about locking down Robert Thomas now to a long-term deal at a lower dollar amount that he probably will get in a few years? I am all for it. Yeah. I think Doug Armstrong is probably all for it. I don't think Thomas would. Not. <laughs> Rob Tom, Robert Thomas is not all for it. Robert yeah. Thomas, he, I mean, maybe the person he is, he would. But his agent will shoot him down and say, no, that is a terrible idea. Yeah, the initial PA Let's would see. not be happy with that. No, and especially if uh, we start seeing him moving up more and more in the lineup and we start seeing him on the top line, maybe with the Tarasenko injury, we'll see. But you start seeing him as a regular in the top line, there's no way his agent will give him the green light to go ahead and start yeah. talking about a contract. Yeah. And uh, Jesse Hill, by the way, says, hey, everyone, Jesse, thanks for joining us, buddy. Good to see you. I'm locker on the room uh, supply. Yeah, I'm on my nice. third beer. Third beer locker room supply from Center Ice Brewery in St. Louis, Missouri. So I haven't had a uh, locker room supply since we were in like strict quarantine <laughs> when I was well, getting beer every weekend from Center Ice. <laughs> from the Violent Gentleman <laughs> Club. Hockey That's club. a good one. Yeah. It's a lager. It's pretty good. Oh, I gotta support the uh, Sunrise folks. Uh, if you um, if you're in St. Louis and you drink beer, um, go support Sunrise Brewery. Um, fantastic folks there, fantastic brewery, blues themed. A lot of awesome stuff in there. Some good beer. So uh, go help them out. Uh, I had uh, a I had a great moment um, when I went in there last. We went in there. My my uh, I brought my eight year old uh, with me to a bar. Um, but I was, I was picking up, um, some, some to go beer and, um, I decided to kind of come in. It was the first time I'd been in the tasting room since March, I guess, probably early March. And, uh, cause you know, they just reopened officially just a couple weeks ago. So I brought my son in and, um, he's, I mentioned on the show before, he's got Down syndrome and autism. He fell in love with that place. He is not a very vocal child. He was walking around and he just goes, dad, dad. I look over and he's pointing at these skates that, that Steve has hanging up from clearly from the 1940s. And, you know, they're the ones with the, the giant uh, blades on the bottom. And he's skates. Like, yeah. Shay, those are skates. And then he saw the bubble hockey table bubble. Yeah. It's bubble hockey. I mean, he, was in love with the place. So if an eight-year-old with autism and Down syndrome is going to love with it, you're going to love it too. So check out Center Ice Brewery next time you're in St. Louis if you're not local. 
He, uh, <clears throat> when they do allow folks uh, back inside again to drink uh, at the bar, uh, you can drink and put your beer down on actual arena wood, old arena wood uh, from the old arena. In they St. are Louis. open, Kurt. They're, they're open right now? Okay. You can go they're inside open, next to drink. Uh, <clears throat> only until 9 p.m. Okay. But yes. Okay. I didn't know where they were in the phases. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, so, they're yeah. in a phase where I think they allow up to 50%. But okay, yes, so they're, awesome. They're open. Yeah, you can go in there and you can, the, the bar is made of a, a older, the old barn, arena wood. So that's yep. uh, that's pretty awesome. Um, the uh, the Blues in the inch of draft, uh, first round last night. The Blues had the 26th overall pick and ended up making seven picks uh, in all uh, after a, a couple of trades they made. Um, round one, uh, Jake Neighbors, really the the I will focus on this pick because it's the first round pick and they didn't have another pick until the third round. So, um, and we all know how often third round picks uh, make it to the NHL and what kind of players they are. But Jake Neighbors, uh, first round pick, uh, worth talking about a little bit. So uh, we traded a Jake and we gained a Jake, eighteen uh, year old left handed forward from the Edmonton Oil Kings, a six footer. 195, deceptively deceptively fast, uh, who likes to get in on the forecheck, according to uh, DauberProspects.com. He plays with an edge and knows how to operate in any role offensively. Um, the Blues have taken forwards with their last six-round selections, which is interesting. Their last six first-round. First round. Yeah, first-round selections. Selections. Right. Yeah. Uh, Fabry in 14, Tage Thompson in 16, Robert Thomas in 17, Clem Costin in 17, and Dominic Balk in 18. Uh, the last non-forward taken was who, Jeff, in the first round? Who would you say? In the first? First oh, round, geez. last non-forward. It was 2012. <sighs> oh, my God. 2012. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you for putting this on me. Uh, 2012. Oh, my goodness. First round. Uh, I don't even know if I have a good guess. Uh, uh, I'm going to say. Do you, want, do you want the initials? Just give me a hint. What's the first letter of his first name? J. Jake Wallman. No. <laughs> J. J Pandolfo. J. J. O. Uh, Yaroslav Opsut? No. no. J. O. <laughs> J. O. R. It's gonna be like lingo. Is, oh, J O R. Okay, his first name is J O R. Yeah. Oh, is it um, Jorgen? No. No. Okay, no. keep going. J O R D. You get it now. Jordan Schmoltz. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I should have known that. Uh, you know, it. It, was, it was eight years ago. You could. You I like been... how I went with Yaroslav Upsuit before. <laughs> I got to like, Jordan like, Schmoltz. <laughs> There's a, that is a player the Blues drafted. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a, wow. You pulled that out of the fire. I'm going to look up when he was drafted. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, man. Uh, neighbors says, said, I'm ready for whatever amount of work I need to put in or however long this is going to take because at the end of the day, uh, to pull over that Blues jersey will be insane and to play an NHL game with them would be absolutely crazy. <laughs> uh, sounds like a, a, a kid that's ready to play. Uh, neighbor says he models his game after Matthew Kachuk, which was interesting because uh, – automatically a number of folks on social media were like, he's not as good as Matthew Kachuk. What's he talking about? He's no Matthew Kachuk. I'm like, he's not saying he's as good as Matthew Kachuk, guys. 
he's uh he's saying that he models his play likes to think he tries to play emulate matthew kachuk that's his well that's, okay let me first <sighs> of all Darius love up suit was a 1995 <laughs> round eight draft pick by the Winnipeg Jets, but was you, later acquired by the St. Louis Blues. You were only how I, 17 years off. How I pulled <laughs> that one out, I have no fucking clue. Um, <laughs> um, uh, oh, okay. Uh, Jeff R. real quick. Uh, Jeff R. in the YouTube chat. Uh, just want to point out, we will get to that. So yes. stick yes. around. We do have that. Um but yeah, right now we're talking draft. Um, yeah, I mean it's like the next pick, Dylan Peterson. Um, I believe it was him that uh, they were talking about him during the draft, and they said he models his game after uh, Blake Wheeler. And instantly, I saw somebody say, "Well, he can't be as good as Blake Wheeler. He was picked in the third round." <sighs> you don't understand the way these guys play. The way they like say we model, I model myself after such and so. Um, I look at this guy and I try to play like him. You know what? When I was a kid, I modeled my game after Chris Pronger, and I'm not even kidding. I did everything I could. But you're not as good as Chris Pronger, and you're great. not even close to being good as Chris Pronger. Come Shock, on, right? I'm <laughs> you're not Chris Pronger, and I, I still have never been. Are you paid saying to play you're as hockey. good as Chris Pronger? You're ridiculous. I must be as good as Chris Pronger. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, but no, and that's that's I what I'm saying. I model my like, game after Adam Oates. Adam Oates, you're as good as Adam Oates. No, no, I'm not. But that's who I like to play like. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> and that's that's the same thing with me. I always said I play like I, I try to play like Chris Pronger, and <sighs> it's because you you develop a style and you say, okay, what's my style like? And my style was Chris Pronger. But guess what? I was never good enough to ever make it past. Playing in Bantam and Men's League, and, and and it's the same way with a lot of these guys. Uh, Doug Lynch, guy acquired in the Pronger deal, if you remember mm-hmm. that. I remember he made a comment that he uh, 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 modeled his game after Rob Blake. There was nobody <laughs> that was like, oh, yeah, this guy is just as good as Rob Blake. <laughs> Whatever. No. The guy never even played in the NHL. So, no, nobody ever thought he was going to be as good as Rob Blake. It's just... That's a comparison. It's a comparison tool to know what type of player you're getting. Jesse Hill, Jesse Hill in the YouTube chat says, mine was Lemieux, and I'm just as good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's our comment, comment Boy, of the show. Good the job, sc- Jesse Hill. The scouts missed the boat on you. You want to come play for my uh, men's league team, man? We could really use you. Uh, did you? I mean, did you also beat the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma as well? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're going to go, sure if you're going to go full immune, I mean, that's that's the full package. Um. So, uh, uh, the NBCSN guys, uh, when he was drafted, uh, they said a comparable player to him would be Mulan Lucic, <laughs> which Mulan Mulan. <laughs> Milan, Milan. Oh, yeah. But right. you know what? Now that yeah, Milan, Kurt, Kurt has I've got, a typo. I put Kurt has a, a typo, typo here. Typo. Milan. You've got you've got Mulan in there, and I, that's what I'm going to call him from now on. I do have Mulan. <laughs> I read that. I'm like, Mulan. Like as I'm saying, I'm like, 
well, that's not right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mulan, that doesn't sound right. But that's what I wrote, so it must be right. We are officially, oh, no. he is officially now Mulan to me. Mulan. So. <laughs> anyway, so people <laughs> people were uh, disappointed at that comparison. Um, are you disappointed at that comparison, Jeff? Uh, I am not. <laughs> no. no I, why, 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 uh, why not? Why, why aren't you? Why, why because that guy was he was a dominant top six forward for six years in the NHL at least, and then he was a serviceable player for another three years after that. I mean, a guy of that caliber that can play a physical game, score thirty goals and sixty points, uh, and play in your top six. Yeah, maybe he's not going to score a, a you know hundred points. But he's a guy who you can insert on your top six, your top three even, to play on a top. Look at when you go back and you look at the career Milan Lucic had with Boston, and even the one year he was in L.A., he was dominant. I mean, you hated the guy. If you weren't a Bruins fan or a Kings fan, you hated that motherfucker because he was causing havoc around the crease at all times, and if he wasn't banging the puck in the net – he was allowing his teammates to get open and get the puck to the net and score big goals. He was out there with the – was his line? Was it Bergeron and Krejci? Uh mm. Could be wrong on that. But, well, yeah, I don't think it was right. But either way. Well, if you're going you're, you're, you're to get me on uh, Milan, I'm going to get you on uh, Krejci. Krejci, sorry. <laughs> Krejci, Krejci, same thing. Whatever. Uh, but anyway, no, it's, it's – uh, to say – because, yeah, we, I really don't want to pick on anybody. <laughs> I know Kirk does, but, well, but Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff. We pick on people on this show. We don't pull we punches. Do. We don't answer no, we don't. to bosses that 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 uh, that our balls aren't cut off on this show. Which should be a segue to our sponsor, to be honest. But that. We, I like it. <laughs> Our balls are not. You know, other radio show, other blues talk shows on the radio and the TV, their balls are cut off. Our balls are intact on this show. So you go Our ahead. Our balls are very cleanly kept. <laughs> they are cleanly shaven <laughs> and intact. Thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0. <laughs> Shaver. Promo code LGB yeah. over at manscaped.com. Manscaped.com. Promo code up at the top of the YouTube video LGB. 20% off and free shipping. Okay, go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> I totally forgot my point now. Uh, um, no, it's no, and we're not going to pick on anybody. Well, I won't pick on anybody, but I will say there has been a, uh, a, <laughs> a very vocal writer, and I'm sorry, I'm going to use air quotes because that's. Writer. True. Ooh, just that's be- like the just that's, because that's nasty. The air quotes I'm on writer. Sorry, but it, just because you have a blog doesn't mean you're a writer. Um, and I'm going to be elitist here, Mister English degree. Are you telling me the blog that that blog is, spot that is not the case? I tell me blog spot people aren't uh, legit blogger. Lou Korak is because he I'll, has a blog spot. He does. He needs. You know what? And the Korak's fantastic. He needs something with a real URL. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean? he needs to buy, dude, yeah. we should just buy lcorak10.com and then just tell him, <laughs> Hey, we're going to redirect this to your blog. Yeah. And, and he needs a, he needs a new site design. It's kind of GeoCities like still. So let's, let's work on that for him. We should talk. Yeah, talk anyway, to Lou, I know you're listening. We'll talk. We'll talk, buddy. <laughs> anyway, he's been on the um, show, but no, hasn't he? 
He has been on yeah, the show. That's right. Yeah, he's been on the yeah. show. That's what yep. I thought. But uh, no, anyway, it's it's just friend of the show. Somebody, somebody, friend of the show, Lou Korak. <laughs> yes, somebody wrote something on Game Time recently that said that this was a bad pick because they and and the opening line was it's a bad comparison when your comparison is Milan Lucic. I strongly disagree. If the Blues had Milan Lucic in the days of David Backus and TJ Oshie, and you could throw Lucic on that top line with, with Oshie and Steen or Steen and McDonald or whoever, that but, is a fucking ridiculous top line. But, Jeff. I take that every day of the week. Jeff, he has amazing skating. He has good stick handling. <laughs> Again, as as someone who is actually a writer, <laughs> Sp- that hurts me. Spoken that really like hurts. somebody. Spoken like somebody. Let's fucking be honest. The, the, reading that, that's somebody who has never played. Sounds like somebody's mom who is trying. Who's just like is passively oh, a fan. Oh, he has great stick handling. He has, he's a, yeah. He has good <laughs> stick handling, and he has amazing skating. That Who talks like, like that? Mom. Who talks that like that? That's something my mom would say. <laughs> Passive fans, right? I mean, just they, they, hey, not, uh, not people who are trying to pass themselves off as experts on a blog. Come on. I, I see this as a uh, as a conversation in ice rink in 1999 with my mom. Hey, Mary, what's uh, what's your son really good at? He has good defense. <laughs> he has he has good passing. Yeah, I I could see my mom saying those things. He's really good at the puck on the stick stuff. That's what he is. <laughs> he can he can really do that well. Yep. Whatever. But no, it's don't and 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 again, I'm not not and I'm not just saying this this one blog, this one person. Something in the social media age that has become huge is all of a sudden about Three to four weeks a year, people become draft experts. And they're not. They're not. Now, there are people who are. Um, Peter Harling, a friend of the show, uh, he's a guy that you should follow on Twitter. I think he's just a Farling with PH. Um, Guys that work at Dauber Prospects, guys that work at the hockey writers, most of those guys, they are true draft experts. They they get credentials to games. They go see these kids play. But most of the things you're going to see online are people who watch highlight tapes on YouTube and call themselves draft experts. That's not a draft expert. You don't know just because and, – and then they come out and say, well – the Blues need to draft this guy at this point if he's still available. And if they don't take that one guy that they want, they're like, oh, they had a bad draft. No. Just because they didn't take your one guy you saw a highlight reel from that you liked doesn't mean they had a bad draft. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I have no fucking clue if the Blues had a good draft or not. And I, I pay attention to this Nobody stuff. Does. I do pay attention to prospects. I've heard the name Jake Neighbors before, but I'm not going to sit here and say the Blues had a good or a bad draft. We don't know. We won't know for five years from now. You know what's funny is that well, I, I tweeted this out last night after reading a lot of the stuff, and it's, it, this happens all the time. Every draft year, like you said, people, people all of a sudden, okay, so this is what I tweeted. Hockey fans impress me. It's crazy how fast they become experts on a player they had never heard of that their team just drafted 
late in the round one and then tell you how much he sucks compared to other players available whom they're also somehow experts on. <laughs> so the point is, is that, every, okay, so fans uh, who actually pay attention to the draft or, or that, so they will read up, you know, uh, uh, write-ups on players and things, and they'll do what most of us do. They'll go to the various sites. They'll read up little write-ups on players, and then they'll see, and they'll get these rankings I have right here, like a player rankings. Very, uh, uh, this is from, uh, who's this from? Oh, it's not marked on here. I forgot. Um, but, uh, so, Let's anyway. go blues.com. Nah, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to steal someone else's work, but, but anyway, this I is, know, it's a very, it's a very, uh, uh, well-respected, uh, draft list. So I'm going by it and you know, it's, it's fine, but it, it, but people read this stuff and they, and if, and if, and if the Blues pick a player off the board a little bit off of this list, oh, my gosh. They're like, why didn't they pick so-and-so? You don't know who so-and-so is. You just saw him when you printed this thing out. Um, you know what I mean? So I, like, don't tell me that the, 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 your, your, fly, your, your, your casual fans or even passionate fans uh, that print out these lists or go like a couple days before on the various reviews, uh, the player prospect sites, to look at and what players are available and, and who the Blues might take and to act like they're an expert when the Blues pick somebody else. The Blues have been scouting and looking at players for months, years. So don't act like you know more than they do about there's not a fan out there who has done more research uh on neighbors than the blues not not a blues fan i i, I don't I, I don't think I, I, maybe there's some maybe there's some crazy guy in the basement that all he does is look at the reviews uh, reviews players but even then he's not going to watch them play so the blues have scouts that go watch him play now, i'm not saying they made a great pick with neighbors he could be a good pick i don't know he sounds good on paper he's saying the right things but you're not going to know for a few years how he's going to be. So calm down. Calm down. Here's, yes. here's a perfect example. When I was, when I was in the media, um, and I, I uh, went on a draft special show, because, and I knew that I was going to because I was going to the draft in Philadelphia. I, uh, I did as best I could. I talked to all the right people. I called draft experts and talked to them on the phone. I had them send me any tape they knew of that was more than just a highlight tape of players. I did all the research I could. And I, and even in like four months of research, getting up to this point, I saw tape. I talked to people about Philip Forsberg. And I said, this guy is not a first-round pick. And if he's taken in the first round... Whoever takes him is fucking stupid. <laughs> and I said that in so many words. And the Washington Capitals took him at, what, number eight or nine or something that year. And I said, this is a third-line player at best. He's not going to be in the NHL in five years. That sounds familiar. And He's a third-line player at best. Isn't that what everybody says is being critical of the of – the, of, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> no, but and that's exactly it. Like, I actually did – and, I, and, I'm, and I'm not trying to, to knock anybody who has tried to do the research. I went through the proper channels. I talked to the right people. I called actual draft experts in the NHL. And I talked to as many people as I could. And I found actual game tape of, of this kid. Did you find eight said, hours of game tape to watch? I did not even find eight hours. I found probably two 
hours of game tape because and uh there there are people that watch eight hours of game tape on I'm all the players told. out there <laughs> that's that's what i'm told and i uh i was dead fucking wrong even though i did the research that i thought i should put in so even if you do the research we still don't know and that's why the the draft is such a crapshoot i mean again merrick schwartz another name that i brought up earlier we thought this guy was going to be the next franchise NHL goalie. Did he even play in more than five NHL games before he left and went to Germany? I don't think so. You don't know. And yeah. and I'll say, I got lucky that year, too, because I was kept saying the Blues should draft uh, Barbashev with the number one pick and not Robbie Fabry. And uh, they did take Fabry first, and I was like, okay, not bad. I still like Barbashev better. Then they got Barbashev at the, what, number 33 that year, second round. And and I was like, hey, you know, maybe I'll turn out to be right. And I was. And again, it's not because I'm like some guru. It's because I did the research. And I honestly got lucky because a lot of these guys don't, most of these guys don't pan out. Yeah. I was, but some uh, do. I was talking with uh, somebody on Twitter about how they said the, that uh, if uh, Bill Armstrong were still here, we wouldn't have taken Jake Neighbors. Um, that's not true. That's not true at all. Because and I told them that, and they didn't want to listen. But uh, because if, if you're paying attention, you would have heard that Doug Armstrong said himself that their draft strategy and their player rankings list was developed while Bill Armstrong was still here because the draft was supposed to happen a few months ago. So they had their list ready to go pretty much three months ago when Bill Armstrong was still here. So they, they're, if he was still here, that's who they're looking at. And they even talked about it. The scouts, the, uh, on, uh, in, uh, uh, the, the, the interview after the draft talked about how they were excited that neighbors was still available when they went to pick. Um, and he, and I, I know on this particular draft list, neighbors is, um, listed as, 51st and uh, in a different tier even of this. So I think a lot of the Blues fans, based on some of the rankings, I think that's that's pretty typical. Um, he was not uh, quite as high as the Blues had him. <clears throat> so I think a lot of people's comments are, well, the Blues could have traded down and still gotten him. Maybe, maybe. But I, if the Blues are high on him, uh, that is that means that some other teams might have been high on him too, and they could have taken him uh, if they had passed on it or traded down. So um, I don't know. I, I, I they the, I, I I'm going to default to especially a late first round pick. I'm going to default to the Blues research because they, and they they've sent scouts to go look at him in person. Um, they've done their due diligence with this. I mean, the, I'm I'm coming at it from looking at other people's research, you know, and how credible that is. Is I mean, just who is anybody's guess. So uh, it doesn't matter what site you go to. Unless you go watch the player in person, I mean, you really, you're going by somebody else's analysis anyway. So what's the point? And I'll, I'll add, too, that um, a player that was uh, the Blues were criticized for taking too early was TJ Oshie. Uh, there was another player before that that the Blues took too early in the first round because he had an insane year before. And they took him anyway because they thought, well, if this is the player we could get, then that's what we want. Who cares about what happened before last year? 
And that was David Perron. David Perron was not even on draft board sites the year he was taken in the first round. Like people thought that's a third line or uh, third round player at best. And the Blues jumped up and took him in the first round. Guess what? He's on the team the next season. I mean, it's uh, you don't know. You really don't know. So to 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 flat out say the Blues did well or the Blues did shitty, you just don't know. Yeah. You're, you're you're talking three, four years from now. It's like <clears throat> players can develop any which direction. Um, you know, the the write up on neighbors looks good. I mean, you like what you see. Um, he's not projected to be uh, an elite player, but I mean, he's you know he's. We'll see. We'll see how it pans out. I'm not. You know, who knows? I mean, Datsuk was a sixth round pick, was he not? So something like that. Uh, so, something like that. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, yeah, Datsuk was sixth, and uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, oh God, same same year or a different year? Uh, next year, seventh round. Zetterberg was like seventh round, something like that. So who, who the hell? I want to say one of them. I want to say one of them was ninth round. What? Either way. Um, Sometimes it's a crapshoot, um, especially. I mean, now, now, if the Blues were picking top five, top ten, then there's a discussion for who you know looks better because whatever. But we're late first round. Come on, I mean, who knows? Zetterberg was seventh round. Okay, and uh, Datsuk was Pavel Datsuk was sixth round. Damn, yep. I was spot on, son of a bitch. Six and seven. Nice Look work. at that. Look at that. Um, so round two, the Blues had no picks. They traded their pick, uh, which was uh, originally the 57th pick, to Montreal in exchange for Marco Scandella. Round three, uh, pick number 86 from Montreal was Dylan Peterson, a center at 6'4", 192. Um, models his game after San Jose's Joe Thornton. Oh, so, so he's uh, gonna be uh, he's gonna be in the NHL 100 at least deserves it, right? <laughs> sure, right? Yeah, top one ever, a major assist guy, surely a fan favorite of Jeff Ponder. No, uh, actually, from what I heard, um, <laughs> nice. and he'll probably he'll um, probably he'll probably go after Perron at some point. He's gonna hit a Blues draft pick later and gets <laughs> probably deserves a suspension. <laughs> we now, just um, it'll be out for a year. I did, and, and I don't want to spend too much time on these guys because we obviously I we don't, don't yeah. know. No, um, so. Dylan Peterson, from what I heard, draft experts were saying that that was a great pick in the third round for the Blues. Um, Lance DeScott from the Drop Podcast also says that uh, the two round three draft picks by the Blues were excellent. So there's that. Oh, good. Yes. Okay. Uh, Cool. But I mean, I don't. I'm not sure where Lance's contacts are. This next pick, I am. This next pick, I am very excited about because he has a great name. One of the best names, uh, not quite Zarley Zalapsky level, but uh, you know he's Leo Luf, round three, number eighty-eight, uh, defenseman from out of Sweden. Um, Luf's twin brother Linus was also in the draft. The Blues didn't take him. Man, if they had drafted Linus and Leo Luf. I, you're talking about the next Paul and Gino, right? <laughs> That'd have been awesome. How do you not? I mean, you're. I mean, you should have at least in the you know, your seventh round pick. Just take take Linus Luf. Was he was he taken at all? Linus Luf. He was eligible. I don't know. Let me look. Yeah, Keep going. <laughs> um, anyway, round four. Tanner Dickinson, center. 
uh, six foot one sixty nine. Ooh, who is a tall guy? Um, six. Oh, uh, Dylan Peterson, six four one ninety two is a center. A six four center. That's a big guy for a centerman. Uh, anyway, okay. Around uh, around uh, four, Tanner Dickinson, center. Round five, Matthew Kessel, defenseman. Round six, Will Cranley is a goalie, the only goalie we took in the draft. Six four, big goalie. Um, one eighty five. Uh, round seven, one uh, pick number one ninety four. The Blues' last pick was Noah Beck, defenseman. So the Blues traded their seventh round pick, um, number two hundred three, to the Red Wings for a seventh round pick in two thousand twenty one. Who knows the logic there? Which is, I, I mean, it. You, they, the Blues probably figure it's a good move for them because the Red Wings will have a slightly higher pick next year. I guess right I, I because suppose. they're going to be worse than the Blues. I suppose. So Unless that's the they reason go... the Blues. And I'm sure the Red Wings just there was a player they wanted at that pick, so they just said, "Sure, just give us your seventh round next year." If there's a player that you really want in the seventh round, I'm wondering what the odds are that someone other team is going to take him ahead of you. Can't be that good. Who knows? I don't know, who knows? Uh, head scout uh, Terry Feltron, uh, the Blues uh, recaps the Blues 2028 initial draft by saying. Good balance for the Blues. Good prospects. I think we got character kids. Kids with skill, kids with size, and lots of ability. Literally every team in the NHL could say this right now about the draft class. Right? Yep. <laughs> so we'll see how it's, it goes. That's the company <clears throat> line right there. Uh, Linus Loof was not drafted today. Ah, see, we could head him for next. We could sign him for nothing. You can still sign him. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Linus and Leo Loof. Oh, God, I want that so bad. <laughs> that would be amazing. I'd love that to be the third pairing. <laughs> oh, my God. Is he even a defenseman? Is he, what is he, a forward defenseman? That's an excellent question. Let's find hmm. out. As I ask these questions, and you can find this info out on the fly, I will start the Petrangelo and free agency talk. Linus Loof is a setter. Okay. All right. Well. Yep. So, so it would be the Cavallinis, you know, forward and defenseman. Yeah, it really would be. Yep. <clears throat> um, Petrangelo, Alex, free agency It's down to the wire. Jeff, we've got uh, what thirty-seven hours now. Is that my math right? Something like that. Um, is uh, our our <sighs> we haven't traded his rights yet, so that's semi interesting. Um, there's a possibility of a sign and trade, which we talked about earlier, uh, to give teams a better AAV due to the Blues' ability to sign him for eight years. Um, our, we've said, I think we both said, we, I think we all three said that, uh, Bill, you and I, that uh, we thought that the Blues would actually sign Petrangelo. Um, has that opinion changed for you right now? Um, okay, if we were having this conversation... 29 hours ago before the draft I would have said 100% absolutely not Um, I still think it's going to happen because Doug Armstrong is going to make a big deal during the draft at some point to free up more salary and then it'll just be a matter of putting ink to paper Uh, that obviously did not happen Um, there's no Yes, there was trades today, and and uh, but there was no salary moving deals. Um, so I'm still, 
I'm still in the boat that I still think it gets done. I think at the end of the day, um, Petrangelo wants to stay here. Obviously, the Blues want him. Um, you know, and, and and a part of it, and I know the money talks. Don't don't get me wrong here, but I know also that there is potential here that if that Petrangelo knows, even he could come here and sign eight years and play the worst hockey of his life. He's still getting a statue. He's still going to be remembered as the greatest captain in Blues history because he's the first one to touch the Stanley Cup. There is a legacy here that he could have that he won't have anywhere else. Um, and I do think that is a part of it. When when it's been days and months and, and weeks of thinking about when is my next contract going to be, that's a part of it that weighs on your mind eventually. So I think he truly does want to stay here. And we all know Armstrong wants him to stay here. It's just a matter of finding the right money, working the deal out right. And it's just a matter of finding that money free, getting it free to where he can sign them. Well, the thing, though, is that if – I mean, obviously it's a money issue. Um, So if Petrangelo is not going to budge off of his – let's say he's asking for $10 million. I mean – I, okay, so if, if 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 they're saying we're not going a cent under ten million dollars per year, I'm uh, I, I'm like see ya. I, I I'll trade your rights, and and we'll. I agree. Um, because I don't think with the flat cap, the league, even without the flat cap, <clears throat> I wouldn't pay ten million for. For that length no, of time, no, um, not at all. and with a flat cap, forget about it. Because um, I'm in the eight point five range for him, um, <clears throat> to be honest. And I, 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 and what rumors are that he's in the nine nine five range, whatever. But if it's more than that, <clears throat> forget about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, I, 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 I've said the whole time. I said uh, weeks ago that I thought the Blues would circle around and they would try and sign him. And then just not too long ago, you heard people reporting, oh, we're hearing that the Blues are going to make one last push to sign Petrangelo before before Friday. And I'm like, do you think? Because that's just a common sense, right? I mean, based on what you've said, Jeff, it just makes all the sense in the world for the Blues to try to sign him. And again, I say this, with, the, with with not knowing exactly what Petrangelo's camp is is asking for. But there's rumors as far as what they think they're asking for and uh, uh, whatnot. But uh, we know that Armstrong doesn't uh, release any, doesn't leak anything to the press or to anyone about anything, negotiations. If anything's coming out, it's from, it's from the agents. It's from a different party. It's never from Armstrong. So you take that with a grain of salt. It's all, I mean, some agents like to negotiate through the media and the press. I know Armstrong hates that. Um, so, it, and who knows how true that is because it's one side. So, you know, anything you're hearing from people, it's like, eh, I mean, how, how, how accurate is it? We don't know. Um, but uh, like I said, 10 million or more, I, I'm, 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 I'm no, I'm, I'm, I'm no on him. Even though I'd love to have him back, love to. 
And I'd like to say I'd like to see the Blues. I mean, if they go, if they were to sit sign, tomorrow morning, say we've signed Petrangelo, eight years, nine million per, great. I'd love it. I, even though it's more than the eight point five, I want. I think I would love to see that. But if they were to do, if they were to say we signed him for ten million per, I'd be like, oh my god, ten million per. Yeah, it's like it's a oh much. shit, that is rough. Um, and you know, if I'm Petrangelo, it's yeah. I understand. I mean, and th- this is something that's always talked about with 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 players and contracts and and fans think how much money do you need? And there's something to that, but then there's always there's on the other, the other hand is always is like, well, you're also asking potential to like walk away from potentially eight million dollars, right? If I mean that's that's a lot of money to just like, eh, I'll play here for eight million dollars less than what I can get somewhere else. And it's like, fuck, that's that's asking a lot of a guy too. I mean, how much of a hometown discount do you want? So Well, um, not to mention too, real quick, not to mention like the the state the the sale the state tax thing with like mm-hmm. Vegas and Florida, how you don't pay the uh the income tax. And so you're talking more than what you would. I mean, he'd be getting so much more from from places like. I mean, Vegas is a front runner, but any place like that where you're not paying the state tax that you're paying here in, in Missouri. Jesse Hill says in the YouTube chat, "Do you think they want Alex to see his value on the market, maybe eight point three and not nine or higher, and the two sides will come back together to get it done? If that happens." If if they let Petrangelo test free agency and then Petrangelo decides to come back and sign here, that's going to cost him a year on a contract. Because really, the I mean, the whole the leverage the Blues have is that they can offer him eight years. Once noon on Friday hits and they don't have him signed, they can't offer him eight years anymore. The max they can offer him is seven years. So he's given up a year I, on his contract. Is are you 100% sure on that? Positive. If 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 once they once he becomes a UFA, the Blues are like every other team. They they can't sign him to 8 years. Positive. It's okay. 7 years. Cuz I thought Stamkos signed an 8-year <clears throat> deal after July 1st. I don't think it was after July 1st. I don't think it was after the free agency started. Was it? And I did thought sign, it was, but I could sign, be wrong. Did he sign 8 years? I I know for a fact that it once once noon hits the Blues are they can't sign him for eight years. That's that's the whole point. Okay. No, and and that's fine. But no, I and I'm with you. And that's that's what I've said since this whole conversation started was I think that's the whole point. Like that's why they moved Jake Allen. That's why they're looking into probably yeah. making other trades right now. Because mm-hmm. they want to get him locked up before he can talk to their teams. So I did find out that um and it's been kind of asked about now. There's always there, uh, the the last CBA. They agreed to have that grace period, like that five day period, where players are allowed to talk to other teams before free agency. They can't sign anything, but they're allowed to kind of see what their value is. Um, apparently, they did away with that for this year because of all this madness. <clears throat> so that's why we haven't heard that Petrangelo has been talking to other teams. He can't until free agency opens on Friday. Um, and I, I'm i with you. I think it's coming down to tomorrow, to Thursday. Yeah, Let's get him signed 
So that way he's not having other people talk because we have the leverage of signing him to eight years. Yeah. And I think if, if it's late in the hour tomorrow, honestly, I could see them moving his rights. Because uh, why not? At that point, you're not signing him back. Kylo Rat in YouTube chat says Stamco signed two days before July 1st. Okay. So so he had gotten the period. I guess okay, that's what it was. He got to the period where he could talk to other teams, but he didn't officially sign because right. he couldn't yet. And Jesse Hill okay. says because uh, maybe he doesn't care about that eighth year. It's possible. I mean, uh, I, I, I mean, the, the whole point behind the eighth year is to lower the AAV, so your cap hit would be less. That that that's a benefit. I mean, and that's the whole point behind a if it were to it were to sign and then trade. So the Blues could sign him and then trade him. Um, if, so if another team wanted him, this, another team would be in on the on the on the contract negotiations as far as what they wanted to pay him. And if they agreed, the Blues could sign that contract two eight years and then boom, trade him to the team that uh, basically negotiated the contract, um, which could happen still. But I mean, that's we're getting pretty close to the. <laughs> End of the road here for that, so we'll see. I, it'll be interesting if they, if nothing happens tomorrow. Man, the morning of Friday, the, like the you know nine o'clock, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. Can you imagine the social media yeah, exploding? I, if anyone from my job is listening, I just want you to know <laughs> I ain't getting shit done Friday morning. <laughs> oh my god! But you know what? Okay, let's say Petrangelo signs elsewhere. Um, that also opens the door to we've got a chunk of money to spend now. So, I mean, you could go after Hall to help replace Tarasenko's absence. You could do all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, that's that's a, and we can cover that in our next show next week. Um, But uh, that'll be, that's going to be quite the interesting situation. The Blues have some money to spend if they indeed decide to spend the cap again, which, I mean, you assume they will. I mean, there's no... In inclination they won't so that'll be that'll be i mean that i guess that's a silver lining to this whole thing if petro leaves then we can have some fun talking about who can the blues get who can they sign yeah and uh well i mean you also have to add too it's it's um I'm, I'm trying to pull it up right now but i'm pretty sure i have a fair idea of free agents coming up um yeah i mean for one <clears throat> dustin bufflin that's a name that could be floated back. Is he going to play though? I thought he, he, I don't know. They they say that maybe he won't, but I could see there being a possibility. He'd be a. I uh, mean, even though he hasn't, he's been like flaky and hasn't played in a while. He'd have a bunch of teams wanting to sign him. Uh, and then uh, there's, I mean, there's a couple of names you mentioned: Taylor Hall, uh, Tyson Berry from Toronto. I mean, you could slot Colton Pareko into <clears throat> Petrangelo's minutes. And then have uh, Barry pick some minutes up there. Tory Krug yeah. from Boston is another guy that you could look at. Um, you know, these guys are going to be commanding a lot of money, but you're probably going to get them less than what Petrangelo is going to sign them for. So, oh, God, yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are guys that, that the Blues will probably be looking at right away if, if they do so, have and, to trade Petrangelo's rights or they just don't sign him. And that's an interesting thing, too, because a lot of people say that, oh, if Petro leaves, our window is, is closing. I'm like, well, hold on. Now, I love Petro, and I, I, he's, been, he's really uh, shown up the past couple of years. 
Um, but let's stop because our window is not opening or closing or, or changing until we figure out or find out who the Blues are going to add to this roster, you know, to fill his cap space. It, it, the Blues, I mean, I guess it's you could argue that the Blues could uh, add a couple players and be better to, in some respects, especially offensively. Um, they could add some offensive pieces, uh, and they get, they get Tarasenko back, and boom. So I'm 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 not. If they lose Petro, yeah, that's a hit. You can't you it, he's you can't replace him on the back end, but you can add elsewhere, and that will be interesting to see how what the Blues look like at that point. Yeah, and that's the key is how the Blues react. And I will admit, even though I've been singing Doug Armstrong's praises since uh, the cup win, uh, that's where he has really lacked to me is kind of a reaction to needing a spot and then kind of quickly signing somebody. I mean, you look at the one that comes to mind is Vladimir Saboka uh, bolting for Russia. And then, oh, better sign Steve Ott for three years, seven million, or whatever yeah, that was. Yeah. Ridiculous. And then the yeah. Blues needing a center and him going and getting Derek Roy for $4 million. I mean, that's the kind of thing that Doug Armstrong's done in the past right. that has been awful. So, he, so you have to hope that that's not going to be the case if this happens, that he's not just going to throw a bunch of money at it in an average defenseman to try and fill those minutes, and hopefully uh, he has a good reactionary kind of plan B to if Petrangelo walks. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would hope that he's gotten smarter since the Derek Roy signing. <laughs> but, hope. Um, but, but so talking about that, the the uh, as far as Walron Petrangelo, uh, Larry Brooks from the New York Post uh, has, uh, and I, I haven't found this info anywhere else. And it's just thrown into an article that yeah. wasn't even about Petrangelo. Right. So it's it, so he says there has been so much talk about St. Louis right defenseman Alex Petrangelo, the premier free agent on the market, fleeing to Vegas when the market opens on Friday, that I'm hearing substantial talk. The Blues might be prepared to all kinds of caveats there, right? I'm hearing might be prepared to file tampering charges if that's the way it shakes out. If you, there, there are a shit ton of outs in this in this in this comment, you know that you just, did you mm. see that? You know, if we maybe lot lot if lots it of prepositional out, phrases in there yeah. for those of you who are English followers. So I mean, I you 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 brought this up earlier today, Jeff, and I I, I remember I told you I remember I seeing this a few days ago, and I and I saw it and I was doing something else and I forgot to follow up on it and and. Uh, and talk to you guys about it, but uh, that was, yeah, that, that's interesting because, I mean, as far as like turnabouts, fair play, it'd be great if we could get compensation for somebody else, uh, uh, you know, uh, tampering with one of our players for a change because we've paid the price for that in the past. Well, and let's add what Bill said. Bill said, wouldn't it be the perfect NHL thing to do for the uh, the NHL to just turn around and kind of put a slap on the wrist of Vegas? Whereas we've seen multiple draft picks leave because of something mm-hmm. like this in the past. Yes. 
but yeah, I I don't I'd like to get more information on that because that's that's all I've seen that and to me and granted it's the New York Post and we can sit here and make fun of certain news you know, sources it's, all it's, night but it's I'm, for discussion. It is. And I'm I'm just that is a huge allegation mm-hmm. to me to to throw that out. <laughs> and, and again, if you read the article, it's an article about uh, former Rangers winning the Stanley Cup with Tampa. And that's like at the bottom of the article. And then he just goes back to talking about something <laughs> I know, else. I know, I know. It's like I and kept I'm reading like, it. I'm like, I'm like, oh, is there more about potential? potential? No, there's not. I'm like, that's what? it. I want, I want a whole it. article on this. Yeah, and so that's Which, all I've seen on it. I don't know if anybody else, if, if anybody else listening right now, has a link to maybe anywhere else this was said. That's the only place I've seen it. And Larry Brooks, I mean, listen, love him or hate him, you know, he's been around the league for a long time. He's got some good sources, but the fact that he's the one leaking this and not yeah, Jeremy Rutherford or Korak or Strickland or. None of the same, even none of the Vegas guys are the ones leaking this. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. I take it with a grain of salt at this point, but that is a huge allegation to make. I agree. So where could he go? So, I mean, Vegas has been the talk of the town recently. Uh, Toronto has been the talk of town the whole time, even though Toronto has major cap space issues. Um, And the hometown team thing is... is that card overplayed? You always hear that with every sport. Oh man, he could he could sign with his hometown team. How often do players do that? I mean, John Tavares is the only one that comes to mind. Sometimes players do, but most of the time they don't. It's like, oh yeah, he could play for the hometown team, and he doesn't. He could, and especially with Toronto. Yeah, right. With I know. Toronto being the fishbowl that it is, players yeah. don't want to play there. It's. I mean, even though Toronto's like, it's funny because the article I read says that uh, Toronto's on the cusp of being a, a Stanley Cup contender for a while. I'm like, haven't they been on the cusp, in air quotes, for like 10 years? <laughs> when was the last time they were in the second round? Yeah, they just, I mean, Toronto's Toronto. Until they get there, they're, they're a disappointment. Um, so in Vegas... Yeah, I read an article that says they seem to think that Petrangelo is the final piece to their Stanley Cup puzzle in Vegas. Also, also, this was interesting. Same article at uh, VegasHockeyNight.com talked a bit about it. And their first line, the very first thing they said in the article was, it was another disappointing year for the Vegas Golden Knights. It's like, fuck you. Fuck you. You've been in the NHL three fucking seasons, been in the finals once, conference finals twice, and the playoffs all three years. Fuck you with the another disappointing year bullshit. Try going through 50-plus years without a cup. And tell me about fucking disappointing seasons. Three seasons you've been in the league. I have seen them. I look at them as, like, the most successful franchise ever. Jesus. Yes, they haven't won a championship, but my God, three years, and you've—I mean, you've made the playoffs in three years. That they've alone, the fi- they've been in the finals fantastic. once, conference finals twice, and once, and, uh, once. Well, the con- the they well, won the twice, conference finals twice. twice. Yeah, yes. I guess you're right. Yeah, twice. Yeah. So you know, finals, conference finals twice, and then play. They have been a very fucking successful franchise. Don't give me 
bullshit about disappointing season. Well, I, yeah, if you won in the cup, sure, you're disappointed you didn't win it, but you can't call it a disappointing fucking season. You're a fucking expansion team three years out, you, and you've, been, uh, you've had a crazy amount of success. Um, my God, you could be Ottawa. You could be, uh, uh, you could be Arizona. You could be anybody that, that has had no success, hardly, um, in the NHL since they've been in the league. My God, shut up. <sighs> They're 50000 over the cap right now with five pending free agents to deal with. So <laughs> if they wanted to sign, they'd have to do some major finagling to make cap room. Trade Stasny, Fleury, Marshall, uh, uh, Schmidt, Smothers, and then you're gutting your team. And then if you sign Petrangelo, are, is he then the final piece to the puzzle since you've gutted your team? I mean, then what? I don't know. They have to clear so much cap space to sign a couple players. This is going to be interesting offseason for them. So they are they are an interesting team because we've already seen them revamp once, like, and they're a good team. I mean, they after they went to the Stanley Cup final, they made a lot of changes to their roster. Yep, and and, and it was they'll just, have to make they'll have to make a lot more. They have they, to do it again. Yeah, well, yeah, even, they'd have to do it again. Even if they don't sign potential, they got five guys to sign, and they're over the cap already. So they got to make some moves. Yep, if they sign those guys. I don't see – I mean, I don't know. I guess Vegas, from what I'm hearing from others, that's a top runner. But, again, I, I just well, don't see that. Unless Peter DeBoer is just dead set on I need Alex Petrangelo. Their defense has been fine without him. Uh, I don't understand the need. I think, if anything, they could use a, another forward to score some big goals for him. You, could, you, know, but, you, can, you can always clear salary. I mean, you can, I mean, you can – you can dump guys to whoever. You, I mean, they could be bad trades and 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 mortgage your future. You can always clear a salary, though. I mean, you can you can dump guys to sign guys if you want to. If you really want to, you can. Um, but it, it, I mean, it's not. It might not be the smart move in the long run. I just um, don't see. I I don't see that panning out to be. It's the gonna, final piece. Well, that's the thing. Like too. you said, they'd be moving everything if in order to do that. Yeah, and I, that's that's what stuck out to me is like because the article talks about it and like oh they got five guys to sign we're over the cap already I'm like how's that gonna work and you want to sign Petrangelo too fuck how what's how are you gonna do that I mean without like gutting your team and then all of a sudden you're he's not the final piece anymore you need like three more pieces and so I don't know whatever we'll we'll see how it goes I think uh, Toronto's a team. Obviously, they're always going to be there. I mean, they got cap issues too. Winnipeg was brought up. They have the space. Uh, they have the need after losing the entire right side of their defense last offseason. Um, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, the problem with Winnipeg is, I mean, and I hate to say it because it's a fine city and I love having them in the There's Central no Division, airport there. <laughs> nobody wants to play in Winnipeg. No, who, I mean, this, uh, Wayne that's, Gretzky. That's there is an Edmonton's problem. Wayne Gretzky didn't make a comment about when he played there. He left his car running the whole game because if he didn't, it wouldn't start. It was too cold. Yep. So, yep. Uh, um, and they're looking to move line A too. So that's you know, all this stuff. You know, if they're going to trade line A, uh, Petrangelo goes there. I was like, Hey, you're trading your best offensive weapon. Who? takes games off apparently in the playoffs who they didn't give a shit. Um, but uh, still, I mean, if you're a potential, that's a concern. You're trading away your best offensive asset. Um, Philadelphia. I've seen some people try to make a case that this is possible that, uh, but they also say a lot has to happen for their payroll to fit him in Boston. Boston. I mean, they, good. 
Philly's got some they got some older veterans that maybe they could try and move like a Giroux or a, a Voracek, but I just don't I don't see that either. I think again there's a there's just too much that would have to happen there. With this being a flat cap, it yeah, I know. really complicates ninety percent of the teams in this. Boston is interesting because the rumor is that they're the uh, ones that most most make me nervous. The the GM honest. Don Sweeney has said that he is going to make a play for Petrangelo. But the rumor is that Petrangelo's two choices, if you believe rumors, are either Toronto or Vegas. So the the two really cap strapped teams. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I, Boston makes me nervous just because they're losing the Krug contract. Yep. Um so again, that that to me it's it's like a sort of like a trade if if you if they take Petrangelo, I think you really need to get into play for Krug just yep. to to kind of fill some mo- some minutes. Yep. But um hey, I want to ask Boston though. Anyone from Boston listening, uh what happened last time uh that you took a uh, a Blues captain in free agency? <laughs> yeah. D- different situations, but yeah, I, that's that's funny. Uh Jesse Hill says um uh, let's see if uh Islanders and Panthers, those two teams could sign him. Um, I had heard, um, I hadn't heard the Islanders uh, or the Panthers. I heard the Islanders possibly for Lundqvist to sign there, but uh, see, but, and that's but that's but with, with, that, with Lundqvist though, makes... I've I've heard that Lundqvist they say is he's supposed to sign with the Capitals on Friday. Capitals, it's uh, yeah, happening. He's going to yeah. sign with the Capitals. That's what that's what they're saying. Um, that's probably like the worst kept secret ever. Right. That, He's yeah, but anyway, um, that's the thing that more worries me. I think is that I think it's going to be a team we're just not expecting. I mean, you look at like honestly, uh, I know it sounds silly. What Ottawa did today, they mm. have really. I mean, they got a Stanley Cup winning goaltender, and they've already got a good young core uh, in place. They might make a pitch to Petrangelo and say. We've got a shit ton of cap room. How would you like to come here? Uh, and I know that Ottawa is not a destination city, but I don't know. I just feel like if it's going to happen, if Petrangelo is going to sign somewhere for a lot of money, it's going to be a team like Ottawa or the Islanders or the Panthers, and and it's going to be a team we're just not expecting. Um, I just think any of these big market teams, it's just they can't make it work under their cap. Well, they uh, they do have good poutine up there. They do. Sawyer. That is very true. <laughs> I was up in uh, Gatineau uh, a couple of years ago, which is uh, basically a sister city of Ottawa. And my goodness, they have some good poutine. Uh, so speaking of Lundquist, um, the Rangers bought him out. Um, and uh, Washington is the rumored... Heavily rumored destination. So I I wonder how long after noon on Friday he'll sign. What's the over-under on minutes? <laughs> he'll sign in Washington oh, afternoon. I think it's already a done deal. Like I, no, I'm just saying, when, if, when will it be announced? I know, and I, I'm, just, I'm wondering if it's already a situation where the Rangers are like, go ahead and talk to whoever the hell you want. We're not going to care. And the, then they've probably already worked out a deal. So it's probably going to be like five or ten minutes. I bet you it's, <laughs> I bet you it's like one o'clock. At least an hour. So free agency starts at noon here? Yep. 
Uh, noon. I'm not sure if it's here. Maybe I don't know. Eleven here. Probably noon Eastern. I think it's I eleven guess. here. Is it? Okay. I think it's noon eleven Eastern. here. Um. So yeah, I'll. I'll. You say an hour. I'll say. I'll uh, go under. I'll say forty-five minutes. Okay. Okay. That's cool. So the over/under is forty-five minutes. So you take that or under. Yes. Right. I'll take that or over. I'll take over that. Okay. Okay. All right. I I owe you a uh, beer too from uh, something. Uh, go double wage. or nothing on this. Nah, I've, <laughs> I mean no, it's fine. I just I'm just uh, what was that from again? I uh, 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 who starting starting in the round started. robin? Yes, the goalie. Yes, against Dallas. That's right. I said Jake Allen. You said Jordan Bennington. Yeah. Um. So is, uh, if Lundquist, hypothetical, if Lundquist didn't sign in Washington, would you want him here? That's a very interesting question. I, I mean, I, I posted on Twitter, I mean, right after the Jake Allen trade, yeah. that that is a possibility, I think, more than people realize. And I think he's going to, obviously, if he's going anywhere, he's going to go to a, a winner. And... uh it would be interesting. I, I'm i going to walk back my original thought. I'm going to say no, that I don't want him here, just because the free agent market for goalies right now is, is going to be huge. I think there's going to be so many options. And I do think the Blues are going to bring in a veteran, even if it's just, again, we talked about this on the last live show, just to challenge Billy Huso to make him work harder to know that we've got a veteran ready to go if you falter in the NHL. So, but I just don't think Lundquist is that guy. Like I I think if Lundquist comes here, the understanding is I'm staying in St. Louis. If you drop me, I am done. I'm not going to report to the AHL. Whereas I think there are other UFA goalies that would say, okay, yeah, I'll take a two-way deal. I hope to make the NHL, but if I have to start in the AHL, I'm fine with that too. I just don't think that's Lundquist. Uh, rumored teams were Colorado, Washington, Vegas, Flyers, Edmonton. Uh, all are apparently interested in Lundquist, but uh, it looks like he's signing in Washington. Uh, the 2020-2021 uh, NHL season has a tentative start date. It was announced by Bettman uh, yesterday as January 1st. So... Um, as we mentioned earlier, gee, which show Jeff months ago pegged January first as the start date for next season? Who what? Who was that? What? I, and suggested uh, the. Who, who? I, I think it was the Hawaii Blues fan report. <laughs> no, 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 no. Damn. Um, oh, it was those Let's Go Blues Radio guys. Yes, yes. The uh, was, we that, definitely that, that, and that we was did. something we were dead set on too. We were Be, like, "There's oh. no way this is getting played in December." Because and then we had the long <laughs> discussion about the Winter Classic possibly being the first game if they did play that game. And then I, I think uh, uh, you, was it you? I was only you and Bill both said you didn't think that they would play it. I think I said they would, or maybe I think I don't know. I think I made a. I made. I made a. You argument. said they would. We said they wouldn't. And I'm still standing by. I just think they cancel it. I don't think it's going to happen. Not cancel. I think yeah. they postpone. Yeah. I. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, October right now. We got a couple months yet before they probably had to make the decision. But yeah, that's it, it's tough. I. 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 I just. I just don't think we see a 2021 Winter Classic. 
It'd be tough. Any Ordway games, maybe, huh? No Heritage yeah, Classics, I think, no. I think they just focus on getting 48 to 60 games in, and there's no special events like that. That'd be a shame. I hope they just postpone it. I hope they still get the Blues and the Wild the game. It'd be awesome if we could. Well, and I think that if they postpone it, it'll be just another year. We'll see it in January right. 2022. Right. But it would be cool to still see it in like February or March. Uh, Jesse Hill says uh, the Islanders have good selling points. This is for Petrangelo. Um, conference finals, cap space, need a D-man. So he goes, don't sleep on the Islanders. They are a, a, a dark horse, I guess, for Petrangelo. But then again, if he's a UFA, it's whoever he wants to play for. So It's too late. He made a joke about, or he said something about don't sleep on the Islanders. I want to make a Anthony Beauvillier, uh, Anna Kendrick joke. But um, <laughs> I just don't have it in me. It's too late. <laughs> oh, next up for the Blues, uh, Winter Classic, maybe, maybe not, probably not, uh, according to Jeff. We'll see. Um, next up for the Blues, though, I guess, um, if you believe the rumor of uh, November 15th for about when training camps would open, maybe maybe in a, like a month, and a month and a week or two, the Blues would be in camp. Well, That's nuts. It's important to note, uh, listeners of this show, or even if you're tuning in for the first time, we are here every week of the year, no matter what. And uh, Bill and and Kurt have both agreed, hopefully we see Bill next week, um, that uh, we are going to have a live show every day in October. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's going to be plenty of news for us to talk about. This is a very long episode. Uh, I thought with Bill not being here, the two of us would not be able to ramble on for Two two and a half hours, but we we did it, Kurt. We've had a <laughs> we lot. Did. To, we've had a lot to cover. I mean, it was. I, it was. Yeah, we have. I loved the conversation. It was good stuff. I, um, and there was a lot to discuss, <laughs> including yeah. the uh, new sponsor. Of so, course, which yep. of course, um, but no, I, of course, there's so much to, to to talk about, and then we got the new sponsor as well. Yep. Um, but no, I, uh, so yeah, I just want to reiterate everybody that every day in, or every week in October, we will have a live show probably on Wednesdays. We'll see, but, uh, that is expected. Have a couple guests lined up that'll probably be joining us to talk a little bit more in depth about the blues. And then of course, once November and December hit, um, we'll probably have live shows of big news breaks, but, uh, either way, we will still have podcasted episodes and videos coming up. Every week, as I will have uh, some special guests for that as well. Um, but yeah, don't go anywhere, folks. We are uh, we are here all the time, every week. As much as it it pains us to have to put a show together, of course I kid. We love doing this. <laughs> uh, we will we will be back every week. So definitely tune in. Let's go bluesradio.com. Uh, I'm sorry, let's go blues.com slash radio, as well both, as wherever you get your podcasts, both YouTube, work. Facebook. We're everywhere. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LGB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code LGB. Your balls will thank you. That'll wrap up episode six of season nine of the original St. Louis Hang Blues on. Hop- I'm sorry, Kurt. I have to break in real quick. What? We've got Adam Gold on the Facebook chat, <laughs> and he is he is 
demanding that I mention this on the live show. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> what a wonderful, this is a great segue into <laughs> our sponsor. Uh, Montreal picked 47 and 48 consecutive and selected took my sack. <laughs> took and my sack were back oh, wow. to back. Nice. So there you go. <laughs> the, it's funny. He was, it's urgent. Bergevin is a genius. <laughs> he, he is. Uh, he wanted to make sure I got that in before we closed up shop. So I, I had nice. to give him the kudos. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> That'll wrap up episode six, season nine of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and the On Assignment Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Let's sign Petro. (laughs) Uh, The Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about us? St. Louis Blues. Only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St.